Here, I'm going to get closer there we go oh yeah. oh we're looking at each other oh, it's you know it's like it's the best parts of missionaries looking <laughs> okay i'm gonna count down. all right all right i like when we do the podcast missionary style i mean because you gotta look at me like you know you're podcasting partner size <laughs> you you have to look in their eyes yeah it's a connection right you gotta you gotta build a connection it's all about connections okay we're connected yeah so all this time you've been trying to connect with our guests i like how you said no input on the song i just did it <laughs> provided what i needed to provide which was very little <laughs> welcome to the bruce campbell podcast hey um i'm your main host nate Boyd. <laughs> main host. i didn't know this was hierarchical yeah well actually it is because like the mics like there's number one and number two i just put mine oh, as number little, one little inside baseball that's where the sausage is made <laughs> a little secret for the audience i'm the best one <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm your uh, I'm your uh, secondary, your your yeah. your sub host, That's right. Tyler McCarty. Tyler McCarty, known <laughs> sub. I'm not Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Oh, neither am I. Actually, neither of us are Bruce Campbell. We're alone today. Our guests, we just couldn't get it like scheduling. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. We had a guest. I told them the idea of the the intro to this movie, <laughs> and they said, "No, I'm sorry. I want nothing to do with." Bam nut milk. Yeah, bam nut milk. Bam! But this is bam nut milk. You're probably thinking, what in the world is bam nut? Bam, bam nut milk. What is bam nut milk? That sounds like okay, something look, from Jackass, let, if I'm honest. <laughs> bam Margera's nut milk. Yeah, bam Margera's <laughs> nut milk. If I, if I'm completely honest. That's he, he, he was too mean to his dad. Yeah, and he's also like a tweaked out, broken, mentally ill person who's trying, who threatened to kill himself. He doesn't get custody of his kids back. Did you know that? That was like last month. Sounds like he's practicing Santeria. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, bam, nut milk um, from What If Foods. <laughs> <laughs> what is bam? What are bam nuts? Like apart from the jackass thing. No, yeah, it's it's from What If Foods. Uh, the tagline <laughs> for this nut milk, because <laughs> like, you know, we like to go through the tagline uh -huh, uh -huh. of the, of like the thing that we're talking about, yep. right? Mm -hmm. um, the tagline is, "What if plant milk was made this way?" <laughs> <laughs> this is a real food. This is not a bit. Well, it's what if? <laughs> yeah, and on the back, like I'm not gonna read the back of a fucking like. It says, "Brilliant Bam Nut replenishing us, restarting our planet, reconnecting with communities." <laughs> I don't fucking know what a bam nut girl. I all I know is that the first, the first of its kind using the regenerative bam nut. I still don't know what a bam nut is, but I'm ready to try it. So Nate is holding this little carton. What's fucking worse about it is like on the back, it's clearly beans. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. I'm just gonna drink yeah, this fucking we, thing. We We're didn't bring cups. We're just gonna pass this carton back and forth of drinking this nut milk. Okay, here I go. Shake me well. It says maybe I should do that. Uh, what is it? My fucking babysitter? Shake, shake me well. It's gonna power me through our actual episode here. Mm -hmm. We're not. This is not just a Bamna episode. No, not sponsored either. We volunteered for this. Oh, his eyes widened as he took a big drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. 
Yeah, I couldn't stop drinking it. <laughs> okay. Best before July 13th, 2023. We are recording this on July 14th. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's just in time. Yeah. Those are recommendations anyways. Uh, it doesn't smell good. Did you smell it beforehand? No. Why All would right. I do that? <laughs> I like to smell new things before I try them. Bam. Nut. Oh, I feel regenerated, actually. I'm going to drink the entire cart in this episode. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, he's drinking it. Uh, it, it, it he's really feeling regenerative. You know what it is? It's like cereal milk. This is like cat food milk. Mm. Let me try a little more. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a weird addictive quality to it. Like, it doesn't taste good, but you want to drink more of it. It's savory milk. <laughs> <laughs> this this milk is full of umami. <laughs> and I, my mouth is chalky now. Yeah. Bam nut. I, you know, honestly, I think it would go with like a little mixer. I'm, I may later on in the episode put a little booze in my bam nut. Yeah, I brought a beer. <laughs> so, what um, are we watching today? I don't even care about your, your fucking beer. Um, I care more about escaping. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's, you want to try it? I'll try a little bit. Have a little sip of my beer. <laughs> How did we all get COVID in this house once? That's pretty good, right? Ooh, that is pretty good. Yeah, that's that hits all the notes. You want to make it better though? A touch of bam milk, <laughs> just a splash of bam milk. In yeah, my that's beer. right. Just the essence of a bam nut. Oh, um, yeah, listeners, write us if you know what a bam nut is. Please it, tell me. I think it's actually made up. I think that what if foods actually just made up a food. <laughs> yeah. What if we put? What if we ran milk through sawdust and called it <laughs> bam nut milk? No, I feel, like it didn't taste bad. It, um, I don't know. It wasn't good. Did it answer the question, what if plant milk was made this way? Yeah, because it was. Maybe, now I'm wondering if it's expired. <laughs> no, it's not expired. Anyways, uh, you know what? Like, here's the thing. I wanted to just, like, take an escape from reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if plant milk was actually, like, made up? Mm-hmm. What if What if milk was different milk? What kind of plant's got a titty? You know that one? Uh, we are talking about... Uh, an amazing movie. <laughs> like we really need to do justice yep. to Escape from LA. Welcome to the theater. For everyone's enjoyment, we'd like to remind you of the following rules: no talking, no smoking, no littering, no red meat, no freedom of religion, and remember, all marriages must be approved by the Department of Health. Failure to obey these rules will result in immediate loss of citizenship and deportation to the island of Los Angeles. Enjoy the show. Your rules are really beginning to annoy me. We ran a psycho profile on him using a database of five million sociopathic personalities. He hit the bottom of the curve. Catches on quick, doesn't she? Um, and it's a goddamn masterpiece. It is so good. So let's get our hottest take out of the way. Everybody who's seen these movies pretty much will always say, oh, yeah, Escape <laughs> from New York. Classic, cult classic, one of John Carpenter's best. Yeah. And I, I'm, ready, I'm ready to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to be brave. I'll say it. Yeah. This is better than Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. Absolutely. is better than Escape from New York. Right. And so to, to clarify, like he made a movie like, what, 10 years before? Escape 25. From- it was like 70. Ser- yeah, no, it was, like- it was not 70. Wasn't it? So I, I, we can't let this happen. <laughs> we gotta like actually pull the phones. I don't. We're not prepared. 
We never are. And we fucked up. Escape from New York, 1981. Yeah, like, come on. So from, he made Escape from New York in 81, and yeah. Escape from L.A. was 96. Okay, so 15 years later. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it, it's like... Um, and it, he, he didn't want to make it. Like, he did initially. Then he's like, nah, I made that. It's done. I get that. And I, mean, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's a healthy way to create right. art. Agreed. <laughs> Otherwise, you end up with you know, Marvel and all that shit. But Kurt Russell's like, I had a lot of fun playing Snake. Now we're both doing the Snake. Voice we're gonna well, this whole episode the Snake voice. But yeah. Kurt Russell said, "Hey, it's 1992. I want to play Snake Plissken again." John Carpenter's like, "Man, I don't know. We did that." So Kurt Russell said, "I'll write it. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you, and the producer Deborah Hill are gonna sit down and crank this bad boy out." That's why I fucking love all of them, right? Because mm-hmm. they're just friends and they want to do cool shit with their friends. Yep, mm-hmm. right. I mean, that, that's what that is. Like, they made the yeah. thing because, like, they love doing the thing. Uh-huh. A big trouble in Little China. Uh-huh. Like, they just do movies together because yeah. they like making movies together. Yeah, and if you ever listen to the thing commentary, it's John Carpenter and Kurt Russell laughing the whole time. Uh, it's my favorite movie commentary. Second only to the Drunken Master commentary, <laughs> which I told you earlier. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but... Yeah, the, the thing commentary has my favorite commentary line where, like, there's a scene where, um, you know, Kurt Russell is looking over the alien spacecraft and it's like a, a, a tense moment, mm-hmm. a mysterious moment, except that he's wearing a giant <laughs> hat. He's wearing a fucking like Burt Reynolds, <laughs> SNL, Norm MacDonald hat. <laughs> and and a- Kurt, Kurt Russell points out, he's just like, you know, I kind of picked this hat. <laughs> and it just turned into a scene about a hat. <laughs> that ice was hard. Boy, oh boy. Great hat, Kurt. Yeah, Just I was going to say, that's, that's, that kind of commands the scene, doesn't it? It's a scene about a, a hat. <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it, I wish I was him. I wish I was Kurt Russell. Because he just he saw a big hat, and he's like, that's the one for me. <laughs> yeah, and his fingerprints are all over this movie, I would say. Yeah, it, it's not just a John Carpenter movie. No. Right? Like, this is Kurt Russell's only writing credit in his entire career. <laughs> Started as a child star. Yeah. So passionate about Snake Plissken that he wrote Escape from L.A. <laughs> have, you, have you seen any of his, like, earlier movies where he, earlier movies where he was like a... Uh, no. You didn't see the computer, wore tennis shoes, no, or... <laughs> no, I didn't see any of that shit. I'm, I'm curious. Uh... <laughs> But like, yeah, Kurt Russell, hero, honestly. Hero. This, uh, I, this movie's fucking fantastic. Like, you'll read online. Mm-hmm. People hated this movie when it came out. Do you get why? Yeah. Why? It's too smart for them while being the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. Hello, Pliskin. Welcome to L.A. Call me Snake. Thank you. Yes. It's... <laughs> You, you, we, we talked about this. You made a great observation that John Carpenter makes philosophical movies for stupid guys. <laughs> I, I, I think that's accurate. Yeah. I, I, but here's the thing. It's a level of stupid, right? Like, I think that it is closer to Paul Verhoeven than, mm-hmm. than, um, you know, like what's, what's a good violent dinosaur movie like, um, Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 by the way, look up both those movies yeah. if you don't know those yeah, movies. This is, this is closer to Starship Troopers than, you know, 
Sylvester Stallone cuts pizza with a yeah. scissors mm-hmm. movie. Actually, you should watch Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. I was going to say, Cobra may not be the right choice. I'd say Commando. Yes. Okay, right. Yes. This is closer to Starship Troopers than Commando. Right. In the, in the point that, like, it's making political commentary. Mm-hmm. It's making... Um, it has a very clear message, but also the plot is just like, what if there was a cool dude? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so this movie is so interesting because you can look at it at face value and think, man, this shit is so stupid. But if you just like and the movie knows what it's doing, it's a vi- I, I got to call it a brilliant satire because it knows what it's doing and it does both things completely seriously and mm-hmm. i love that about it it doesn't make fun of its source material like no. it, it knows why okay so escape from new york mm-hmm. in, con- in contrast to escape from la like the differences that are here is that escape from new york is to be on theme with the podcast evil dead yeah right it is a serious take mm-hmm. um it's trying to be a serious dystopic like yep. adventure movie yeah right where like and it's it, shot very dark kind of noirish yeah it, it's moody mm-hmm. right yeah um yeah i would go as far to say it didn't know what it was mm-hmm. in the same way that evil dead didn't know what it was until right. like the very later scenes mm-hmm. right and in escape from new york there are sprinklings of what this movie should be yep but Escape from L.A. is Evil Dead 2 in that it found its identity. Mm-hmm. It knew what it was and it had fun with it. And it just is <laughs> it, itself. It expressed itself. It's oh man. People would argue that this is bottom tier John Carpenter. Like this is some Village of the Damned, Ghost no, of Mars shit. No, 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 no. It's not. No. I, by the way, I rank the fog under Ghost of Mars. Mm, wow. OK. I know. Hard take, right? Did you see the fog? Long ass time ago. Ghost Pirates. <laughs> okay maybe it's actually above it yeah. now i say ghost pirates no village of the damn not good mm-hmm. uh i've never seen Starman, so i can't like i've rented Starman probably nine times and just never watched it's it hard. okay like here's some like lore i was born while my mom was watching Starman. that's why you love john carpenter so much <laughs> right it was on the hospital tv apparently <laughs> and like i was born to Starman. <laughs> damn i know right i'm a real like yeah i'm the biggest john carpenter fan yeah um anyway anyways like so let, let's let's get into like the, the the nuts and bolts i feel like well let, let's give them a quick recap of escape from new york sure snake plissken legendary war hero badass eye patch leather jacket wearing guy gets like sent- three three purple hearts yes but also like takes no shit from no one that's right gets sent to prison and he says Prison in this case is the city of New York. Right. They walled it off. Build a wall. Build a wall. <laughs> Make Snake great again. Uh no. Uh they say, we're gonna you're gonna go save the president whose plane, Air Force One, has gone down in the prison that is New York, or you're gonna die. And Snake's like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so he saves the president. They they put a bomb in his neck, yep. right? To force him to go save the president. Yes, and he does. Right. He fights off a horde of zombies. <laughs> a dr- no. Sorry, drug addicted crazy people. Thank you. He <clears throat> uh, gets Adrian Barbeau killed. Yeah. And saves the doctor from Halloween. Right. Donald Pleasance, uh, the uh, president. Yeah. He's Isaac, also. Isaac killed, Hayes is there. He's yeah, the, the Duke of New York. A a, number, a, a, thank you. Yes. He's the Duke of New York. A number one. He's the best part of that movie, yeah. actually. <laughs> and like it, it, that's the sprinkling I'm talking about is, mm-hmm. is Isaac Hayes because yep. he drives a car with chandeliers on the hood <laughs> <laughs> and he goes he, he stands up and he's like I'm the Duke of New York baby a number one <laughs> and like 
That's what this movie is. Uh-huh. The whole thing. It's all, it's Dukes of New York, A number one, all the way down. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so yes, we, we recommend this movie. Very please, please much watch so. it. It's everywhere. Um, it's, it's free nowhere. Yeah, like, nobody, it's, it's hard has, to find. Well, I mean, like, you can find it on Prime and stuff. Like, you can rent it. You, yeah, you can right. rent it, but, like, John Carpenter's never done a commentary for this. Like, he should. Well, like, it... It's one of those things, like, it bombed. It bombed hard. That's why I was thinking it was a lot like his Army of Darkness, because Army of Darkness knew exactly what it was and had a lot of fun with it, Yeah, but nobody liked it. Well, that's not true now. I mean, I th- no, I think no, if, it found I think its, its audience, yeah. but it Army of Darkness killed Bruce Campbell's chances of being a movie star. Yeah. Whether we like it or not. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We will. I mean, I... <laughs> uh, but, like, this movie also bombed, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think that it, it reviewed poorly too. It still reviews poorly. I think people still kind of hate it. Yeah. And so, like, let let this be one the thing. person didn't, and his name was Roger Ebert. He also liked Congo. Spo- I'm gonna give you one. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one little piece of his review before we talk about it later. Yeah. He said this was better than Independence Day. <laughs> After a major earthquake, Los Angeles is a prison island isolated from the rest of America, which is run by a president for life, played by Cliff Robertson. His daughter has stolen a black box containing satellite codes that could turn off all power in the world, and she has fled to Los Angeles Island, and now the president wants an outlaw named Snake, played by Kurt Russell, to go in and capture her. That's the setup for John Carpenter's Escape from L.A., a sort of sequel to his popular 1981 movie, Escape from New York. The movie is, of course, strong on action scenes, including a protracted chase involving the outlaw ruler of L.A., played by George Corafacci. Nobody rolls into town and disrespects me. Not Snake Plissken, not nobody. Escape from L.A. is one of the bravest movies John Carpenter has ever made because he has spent a big pile of money on a special effects action picture and not been afraid to satirize himself and the genre in the process. It's a deliberately absurd movie, using a lot of older movie stars for their value as icons and working in a lot of jokes about Los Angeles and Hollywood. The movie is not respectable and not conventional, but it is original and daring, and it goes for broke. I have to applaud Carpenter for his anarchy, his energy, and his sense of humor. He's right. He says if Independence Day hadn't gotten its own way, it could have been what Escape from L.A. is. You know, like, if I had time, I would want to know more about Ebert, because I agree (laughs) with him more than I disagree with him. Uh Which, I don't know what that says about me. He didn't like Evil Dead. Well, he's wrong. Yeah. Nobody's right all the time. Yeah, but like honestly, like he liked Congo. He right. liked uh and Escape like, from New York. Say, say what you will about Roger Ebert, he's dead. So, <laughs> so, so you can. He, yeah. can, can. he can't hear you anymore. He can't hear anything anymore other than the laurels of God's trumpets. Well, he also might be hearing everything. So in that oh, case. Fuck. Yeah. Do you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Ebert's after you. Ghost Ebert watching me nut. <laughs> um Okay, so the tagline of the movie, Escape from L.A., mm-hmm. plan your escape this summer, which <laughs> like fucking sucks. Right. I think, you know what, like, the reason why this movie bombed is because they didn't know how to market it. It's one of those, mm-hmm. right, where they just, the, the studio saw this film, they didn't get it, so they're like, okay, let's put a cool Kurt Russell on the cover and sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also people watched it and said, oh, this is exactly like Escape from it New York. Is almost beat for beat. It's exactly like Escape from New York. I would go so far to say you don't need to actually watch Escape from New York no. because the plot is more or less the same as yes. Escape from L.A. But better. But yeah. Oh, like much better. Right. Because the thing yeah. is, is that it's not about the plot. 
This movie has never been about the plot. Neither mm-hmm. of them about no. the plot because the plot, you know, it's kind of stupid. You go, yeah. get, you go get, save the president. This one, go get the nuclear bomb back from the president's. Go daughter. get the box, right? Yeah. And like, if you're a person who cares about plot in a movie, actually, I I don't think you would like this one. <laughs> Right, because this this movie is not a plot driven movie. It's not like you want to know what happens to Snake. No, this is a series of adventures happening to the world's biggest asshole. Right, art, art. <laughs> it's, I would call it art. Yeah, right. But there's nothing so glaring that people who are so tuned into plot could be like, "Man, that's a plot hole." Right, like because of course it's a plot hole. There's yeah. so many plot holes. Who cares? Right? Why do they know that Snake is going to try to shoot them so they load his gun with blanks? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares? Plutoxin 7 doesn't make much sense, does it? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Let's talk about Plutoxin. I want I want I want to get in. So it. the movie starts 1998. Donald Trump as played <laughs> by Cliff Robertson. It's it's not Donald Trump. It is Pat Robertson. It is Pat Robertson, yeah. Something happened a long time ago in Haiti. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. I'm talking about the cheating. He cheated on you. Well, he's a man. Okay. There are a bunch of people who are just bums. And if these people are out drugging themselves, let them starve to death. The pres a presidential candidate makes a prediction saying an earthquake is going to come and destroy all these sinners in California. And wouldn't you know it? It happens. The movie starts with an earthquake destroying California, puts in the ocean around L.A. So they build a wall around Los Angeles and they send people there for moral crimes. I I love that. Right. Because yep. like that feels like a thing that could happen. Could happen, yes, it could happen. Are you saying Donald Trump predicted things that were true, and then that's how he got it? Like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying he had goofy hair. Okay, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Uncle Ben. So with this, I would say he Nate silvered himself, right? He yeah. he made a wild prediction, was correct, and everything thought everyone yeah. thought he was like smart. Yeah, handedly. <laughs> right? So he's just a, a weirdo with fucked up hair. Yeah, it is yeah, Nate Silver. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so they make him president for life. He turns, he moves the White House to his hometown of Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> Lynchburg? I don't think that's like an accident. That is, no, that's no accident. By the way, do better name of Lynchburg. <laughs> yeah, any of you southern states, like with <laughs> like uh, Cotton Road or like uh, Dead Slaves Town, <laughs> like yeah, maybe, maybe change those. But you, you know what? We're all ultimately powerless to. Anything, so yeah, we'll do whatever, man. It's just, it's just history, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's our heritage. No, it's not heritage. It's no, history. It's history. Ugh. Yeah, it, you know they're definitely out there in Lynchburg, <laughs> mourning. Like, yeah, we should. We sorry, <laughs> we're sorry out there. <laughs> Lynchburg went woke. <laughs> Can't believe it. Changed their name to Affirmative Actionburg. Dang, Lynchburg. Oh wait, that's over too. Fuck. Ah oh, shit. Um. Okay, so so the pre- we we now get set up with like what happened to the president, mm-hmm. right? And so L.A. the 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 kind of county, I guess, right? Because L.A. city, L.A. is like, pretty yeah. big, yeah. right? And so like you know, an earthquake happened, and now it's an island, mm-hmm. right? And they you built know, a wall. They they built like a a containment wall around <laughs> L.A. and it's turned into a prison. Yes, where they send all all people like committing crimes yeah. or moral acts over to L.A. Name some of the crimes. Okay. Uh, we have adultery. Mm-hmm. We, you know, like, 
uh, prostitution, sluts, drug addicts, yep. runaways, uh, Muslims, <laughs> Muslims. That's right. And my favorite is runaways, though. Yeah. <laughs> like if you are disobedient to your parents, they send you to prison for life. <laughs> prison R- Island rights removed forever. Maybe it's not so bad there. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to say it to say it. Dark paradise. Maybe it's a dark paradise. Mm, dark paradise. God, I love Kurt Russell. <laughs> dark paradise. I. We have to wait because we'll otherwise, get to it. otherwise we'll just be talking about dark paradise dark and Nina paradise. spoke and uh, <laughs> sad story. Right, and this is all just like opening narration. Yeah, this is like the first three minutes of the movie. <laughs> fucking lo- and also, I think this is why people hate it, because it's the worst special effect in the movie. What? The earthquake. Yeah, I, I was initially thinking like, yeah, it's the it's pretty, it is pretty bad, the earthquake. It's, yeah, it's PlayStation 1-ass graphics earthquake. I would say like reboot mm-hmm. or, um, you know, lawnmower man style. Yeah. It is fine, though. I think it leads into the, leans into the aesthetic, though, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah. um. You know, the future is kind of like a bunch of simple polygons. Everything's shiny. Yeah, there's nothing like none of our CG now looks bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all good. It doesn't look like a brown pablumy mess that Paul Rudd smiles in front of. I think it is on the cool side of the uncanny valley. That left <laughs> side before you jump down yep. into the cliff. Mm-hmm. I think that looks great. Um, and But like also, I just like here's a shout out to opening like setup narrations. Right. Like sometimes you do like the scroll of text mm-hmm. where it explains the situation like Judge Dredd. Yep. Fam- famously, I love Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, same deal. Lord of the Rings did it. Yeah. You know, like good movies do this initial kind of kickoff of like, here's the tone like, and the world. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> if we're in a funky world, you got to kind of explain it. And this movie explain it's explained by Michelle Forbes. Right. Ensign uh, Rowe. Oh, it is Ensign Rowe. It's Ensign it? Rowe, oh, okay. yeah. And, you know, Battle Square Galactic. She's in everything. Yeah. You know what makes a good opening narration to a bad one? What? This one talks about the world and the setting. A bad one, comparing it to Sky High, talks about a character. Ugh. Right? Where yeah. we're explaining a character and how they feel. I don't want to yep. hear that. These are my motivations. No, mm. no. Instead, mm. like, there's a prison island. The president is is a weird <laughs> religious nut. <laughs> also, um, Snake, you know, like, the, the earthquake. Yeah. Bad things about like just set up the world yep. and then place the characters in it and then let them like have fun in the world. Somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> the dead speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just someone talking though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, like the opening scroll of Return of the or Revenge. Oh yeah, was it? It was like the dead speak or whatever. Palpatine's voice comes through the radio. <sighs> Somehow, Snake Plissken's returned. <laughs> Somehow he's, re- he's returned. They got him. They got him uh, in the middle of the heist. Yeah. So we are. Immediately sent to the God, I don't even know how to explain it. The, it's a deportation zone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I imagine it's like where the the uh secret like uh camps are for border crossers, mm-hmm. illegal immigrants. That, yeah. But we don't talk about those anymore. No, uh, Joe <laughs> Biden made it so we don't have to talk about it or think about it. He's still doing it much worse, but we don't have to think about it. Yeah, it's probably like that where they find runaways. <laughs> No, it definitely is. Did you see that thing where it's like sexual assault at the border camps is like out of control because yeah. nobody's checking? Right, because nobody's thinking about it anymore. Anyways, that <laughs> we're not talking about the present. The future is now. The future is right now. But we're talking about the past. <laughs> yeah, so in 1998, this, this earthquake happens, and it cuts to 2013. 
Right. We're in post-apocalypse dystopic 2013. That's right. Uh, it's a deportation zone. You yep. see lines of sad, ragged people. Most of them also people of color. Let's yeah. be honest. Or or they're just, you know, like they're covered in so much like soot mm -hmm. that it's like the ending of Volcano. We don't know what race yeah. they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for that's for your volcano heads out there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the helicopter lands and and out comes Snake Plissken. Yep, dressed in the exact same costume from the end of the first movie. He's got his like raggedy brown leather jacket and his white camo pants and his fucking boots. How, how do you feel about camo pants? They don't work. <laughs> I mean, they look cool as hell on Kurt Russell. Yeah. I couldn't pull that shit off. I think you can only wear camo pants if you're wearing like a brown leather jacket that stands out a little bit. <laughs> and you have an eye patch. And you have an eye patch. Yep. You, you have to be that. Uh huh. Um, otherwise, don't wear a camo pants. It's called pants. power clashing, and yeah. true renegades can get away with it. <laughs> That's right. Um, and like they're, they're talking about, like, ooh, Snake Pliskin's here. Mm -hmm. We you finally know. caught you. You got away so many times, but you were gunfighting for profit. And yep. we caught you. And he's being interviewed by, um, you know, guest of, of uh, Alien Apocalypse. Yeah, Peter the, Jason, the president. The president the president <laughs> uh, of uh, Alien Apocalypse is interviewing Snake Plissken. And he's like, do you have anything to say to the American people? Yeah, we're recording you, the American people. Everybody's watching on the news. And what does Snake say, Nate? Call me Snake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I can do it. I can do it again. Call me Snake. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. Kurt Russell, I, I think, like, the beauty of Snake Plissken, right, is that he never says more than one or two sentences. Yes. <laughs> he is monosyllabic <laughs> in such a powerful way. In a way that I kind of think that maybe he's a little bit stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think Kurt Russell might be a little bit stupid? No, no, not Kurt Russell. Snake Plissken. Oh, sorry. Right? I think that Snake Plissken might be a little <laughs> bit stupid. I don't think he is at all. I think... He's definitely brooding, he, but like we don't know, right? I I I cannot tell if he has an internal monologue or not. I'm tempted to think that Snake Plissken no, has no internal monologue. No, because he lives in the present. We know this. <laughs> he does not think of past nor future. <laughs> and there's so many examples of that. Yeah. So Okay, so the 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 they they shuttle him away mm -hmm. in into the deportation zone. We get a little bit more of like background flavor, mm -hmm. right? So as he's being like escorted into like the interrogation rooms, we see like lines of people like looking sad, and in yeah. the background, PA it's saying like, "Hey, if you don't want to go to L.A., uh, you can repent your sins now, and we'll electrocute yeah, you. Yeah, we'll execute you on site. Talk right. to your clergy sergeant if you would like this <laughs> option." Ooh, I. You know, honestly, I want more like ultra religious fiction out in the world. It's coming <laughs> 2024. <laughs> yeah, the uh, future's now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, clergy sergeant is such a good title. Mm -hmm. um, and he walks by and, and he gets scratched. Yeah, some some angry looking lady guard comes by and scratches his hand and they keep walking. He pays no mind because he's Snake Plissken. That's right. It's he, just the thing that happens. He's constantly being pushed into things and things happen to him. Right. Like, but like if nothing to do, he just moves on. Yeah. Like I cannot overstate <laughs> how much Snake Plissken just gets pushed through this movie by every outside force. He doesn't make a single choice in this movie. <laughs> 
And I'll point out the exact moment where it's the most apparent. Okay. It's great. So he, he gets pushed into this interrogation room. Mm-hmm. Right. And and here we meet like our, our three authority figures. Yeah, we get Stacy Keach. Means he's hiding, captured, or dead. So we go with Pliskin? He's all we've got. Stacy Keach, remind me who Stacy Keach is. The dad from Titus and the scientist from Man with the Screaming Brain and the cop from Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. I was going to say the narrator for The Outer Limits. Okay. I can't verify, but I trust you. <laughs> um, you, you he's one of those guys that you just recognize. Yeah, he, he's, he's, very, he's character just character actor. Good, great at what he does. He's great in this movie. He has a little ponytail. <laughs> Also, it's funny, like uh, on the behind the scenes stuff, he's like, I want to give my character a, l- a little bit more something to do. So I decided he was going to be into cactuses. Yeah. <laughs> and, like there's a scene where he's just watering his cactuses. Yep. He's giving <laughs> orders and then ends the scene by spraying his little cactus. <laughs> but I love that, though. Yeah. You know, he he cared enough to give himself a quirk. It's let actors do their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, executives in Hollywood. Yeah, that's give right. SAG after what they want. Writers too. Yeah, they work. <laughs> um, we also get Edson Rowe as you point. I, I I don't know Edson Rowe as Michelle much. Forbes. Yeah, you yeah. watch Battlestar. She was like the evil Adama. Like the she was on that extra ship uh, that came in. She was the like evil Adama. Yeah. Okay, evil Adama. Uh huh. Um, and like True Blood. Like she's been in a shitload oh, of stuff. Oh, okay, but, but Edson Rowe, the true baddie. Like yeah. I, I like her in this movie. She does, she does a good job being like a, a kind of like firm firm guard. Yeah, she's just there to be like the nerdy soldier, the administrator. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. The um, mommy. Yeah, and in the back we see a, a shadowy figure, which we later find out to be the president. Yes, Cliff Robertson, Uncle Ben. Pat. Uncle Ben. A presidential candidate predicts a millennium earthquake will destroy L.A. in divine retribution, like the mighty fist of God. Armageddon will descend upon the city of Los Angeles. The city of sin, the city of Gomorrah, the city of Sodom, and waters will arise and separate this sinful, sinful city from our country. Uh, is he from anything else that we know? Like, I mean, yeah, he's done shitloads of stuff too, but like he's Uncle Ben. He's Uncle Ben. To me, he's Uncle Ben. Yeah. And the president from Escape from LA. Yeah. He's Sp- so Spider Man's c- Uncle Ben, not the, the rice one. Rice one? Yeah. Uncle Ben's rice. <laughs> it's not that one. Okay, I thought you were gonna do some like Asian Spider-Man joke. <laughs> yeah, it's going for go. You think I thought I would do like race jokes? I did. Like, okay. It, honestly, it was a wholesome rice joke. Yep. Uh, let me just drink some more of this Bam Nut Milk. <laughs> yeah, have a good slug. So they they Snake Listen comes in. He sees a watch. Oh God, there's a chunk. You got a chunk of nut milk? <laughs> it's down there. It's, I'm just, it's All right, let me have. Let me see if I can get a chunk. <laughs> Set up some more of the scene. Okay. So, so Snake is a, like, well, he starts out alone in this room, right? He's kind of like looking around. There's mm-hmm. like a glowing like dome. He touches the dome and his finger lights up. You good? Did you? I get got it? a chunk. It's, <laughs> it feels like cum. Did you get a chunk? <laughs> it's cold cum, and it just ah, ew, no more. It comes I'm, up. Comes on chunky. It is when it's cold, my friend. <laughs> oh, well, it said to shake me well, so maybe I that's had, the problem. I had an oyster with my dinner, and it was less gay than that nut milk I just slugged down my throat. God damn. Well, it obviously is. I think that that sentence <sighs> kind of sells it. Oh, <laughs> get it out, uh, like a beer. Right. 
Anyways, so like his first reaction, he sees a dome. He touches it, mm-hmm. uh, and we see like a little like scan of his finger. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees the bracelet. He's like, "Oh, great, this again." Because in the first movie, he had to wear a timer bracelet, right? And so like the you know, um, Stacy Keach and Ensign Rowe, they they show up, and, and he's like, he's immediately like. What's the deal? Yeah, like, what do you want me to do now? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I know what this is. What's the, what do you got? Um, and that's when they kind of set up the scenario. Yeah. The president's daughter, mm-hmm. Utopia. <laughs> Good name. People name your children Utopia. <laughs> Please name more Utopias. Be- because it led to one of my favorite lines of the movie, which we'll get to. Okay. But the president's daughter, Utopia, absconded with Air Force Three and the... <laughs> world-ending computer chip black box thing. Yeah, like, important MacGuffin. Yeah. Like, you know, she stole it. And they show Snake video of this. They put him in the video. (laughs) Yeah, they don't show him video. (laughs) Like, this is one of my favorite scenes and really lends, like, shows you who Snake is as a character. because and like, who John Carpenter is as a director, it that is genius. It is so like they have this like little like remote control thing, right? Mm-hmm. They press some buttons. It shows a little video of Utopia stealing the box. Mm-hmm. They hit some more buttons, and it shows a video of Utopia holding up Air Force Three with a gun, mm-hmm. um, kind of reading her manifesto. Yeah, and then for whatever reason, the screen expands out. And and Snake is taken into the world. He kind of like he looks around, not astounded, but kind of just like, huh? Yeah, he's just kind of like, great. What's going on now? It's it's like you know how in comic books when there's a speech bubble, that's just a question mark. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's his face for this whole thing. His face. He's just like, huh? (laughs) Like it's not that his head is empty. He's just like he he he's not the type of person that says wow. You know, no, no. if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, they put him in the VR. He just has no response other than to kind of look vaguely pissed and like, what the hell's going on? It's great. Yeah. Uh, and, and we see Utopia kind of say more of a, a manifesto yeah, and like, crawl. Wor- yeah, workers of the world unite. We're going to destroy this fascist imperialist agenda. Yeah. Patty Hearst, right? That's who this is Pat- supposed Patty to be. Patty Hearst. So yeah. they go on to explain that Utopia. Who, who is Patty Hearst? Come on. Uh, the heiress of the William Randolph Hearst newspaper dynasty kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation <laughs> Army so they could make a point. And she went on to rob banks with them. Yeah, like it was sold as like one of the like prime examples of a like Stockholm syndrome, yeah. right? Where she mm-hmm. got kidnapped and then she she uh, related with her kidnappers. Yeah. But right. I mean... Was it Stockholm Syndrome, or did she finally have class consciousness? <laughs> Who can say? It's one of those things where we'll never know. Right. Because this, the whole point of the Symbionese Liberation Army was they wanted all races, all genders, everybody to push down the forces of capital and to give everybody an equal share of everything. Like, they were a true... All, all three genders? At least three. <laughs> At least three of the genders were going to be made equal. And it's they're known as the first terrorist group to be born of the American far left. They killed a superintendent, but it was a black superintendent who was doing bad things. Don't get me wrong. The guy was doing bad things. But like when you kill the first black superintendent of a town, (laughs) you're kind of going to lose most of the black people's support and the leftist support. Yeah, but they made it up with having a cool flag. 
It is very cool. It's a fucking Hydra. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, look into these people. They're terrorists. Yes. But they had like their manifesto was called. What is it? Kill the fascist bug. <laughs> it was, Starship troopers. Yeah, it was. It was great. Uh, yeah, I have, I have no comment. I don't know enough of the Simini's liberation but, army. However, but this like Utopia yeah. is obviously the Patty Hearst figure because right. they go on to say Utopia spent a lot of time in VR where she was sort of fell in love with someone who lives in LA, a certain <laughs> Cuervo Jones. And always Che Guevara. Yes. He <laughs> looks like Che Guevara. He's wearing the hat. He's got the like he, he just looks like him, yeah. right? And the VR like clip that they show of him is like he's in like the uh like flowers are singing in the background yeah, there's like, a rainbow behind him and he's holding a dove yeah and he tosses <laughs> the dove at the camera the best part is the dove doesn't actually fly it just kind of <laughs> falls down <laughs> they just like it, they, they football <laughs> the dove was just footballing um yeah so they go on to explain utopia has been brainwashed by cuervo jones and cuervo jones is cuervo jones is the head bitch in charge of la he's leading all the gangs there the, like not golden dawn what was it um Fuck, i don't know man he's the Che Guevara of la he is like he's, he's the duke of new york a eh? number one <laughs> but not as good i almost said you nork you ever do that no i speak properly all the time okay have another slug of nut milk I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I get, give me a bit. I'll, I'll bring it up at a good the time. The glob in my throat is still there. Pro tip, actually burp. It'll, it'll like move things down. No. <laughs> okay. But uh, they say, Snake, we need you to go get the black box stolen by President Daughter Utopia. To which he says, fuck you. No, he says, sad story. You got to smoke. <laughs> He doesn't say fuck you, Tyler. No, no, it's he much, says sad story. Got a smoke. He just doesn't care one way or the other. He no, I think he legitimately wanted a smoke. Well, yes, he like he asked <laughs> he asked for cigarettes the whole movie. <laughs> Give the man a cigarette. <clears throat> he eventually gets one. He does, um, and you can guess what brand. <laughs> it's American Spirits. It's everybody. American Spirits. Yeah. Um, Okay, so like they they say, um, what the president like creeps out of the shadows, mm -hmm. and he's just like, I think you're gonna do what we say, Mister Snake Pliskin, right? Yeah, uh, and they they tell him is like, hey, you you have a virus. Mm -hmm. We that scratch you got earlier, that yep. was a virus scratch, <laughs> and now you have a designer virus in you, Plutoxin uh, Seven. Uh, designer viruses <laughs> that are supercharged versions of the flu that kill you. Have we heard of those? In modern America? Well, Tyler, I'm I'm COVID is not a designed, Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I bet you're gonna tell me the earth is round too. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I haven't seen it. Listeners, I just want you to know. Buy a plane ticket around the world, I dare you. Nate's <laughs> eyes blink sideways. <laughs> no, you're a lizard person. I honestly, my favorite conspiracy theory is lizard people. It's so funny. It's like Oh, it's just V. <laughs> yeah, but certain like, people believe V is real. It's the world I want to be a part of. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to be a part of a flat earth. No. You know, or any of those other boring ones. Like, yeah, give me lizard people. Give me yeah. like mole men who like have an earthquake machine. <laughs> Anyways, let's continue on with the movie, shall we? <laughs> yes, we shall. Um, so so they, they, they say like snake, 
um, you have to do this. You have like what twelve hours? Yeah, twelve hours until you you are dead in a horrific way. Two toxin seven kills you. It makes you bleed out through your eyes. <laughs> you don't like it. Um, and so he's like, "All right, fine." He's like, "Okay, what do I do about? Yeah. Do you want your daughter back?" And the president says, "Utopia is lost to me." <laughs> it's so good. But like, the, yeah, but it feels real in a way. Like, I feel like a religious person would he, he, say something like that. He gives importance to every single one of his lines, and I love him. Yeah. Well, because, like, you know, he's a prophet, right? Yes. <laughs> he's bought his own bullshit. Right. Exactly. He believes, a true believer. Right. Snake, Snake says, all right, who's going to stick me with the virus? Right. He doesn't mm-hmm. know he's been scratched with the virus already. Yep. And he swipes at them and um, they, 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 they shimmer. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, oh, what's going on? They're holograms in the next room. <laughs> and we get one of my favorite line deliveries from Stacy Keach. Yeah. What does he say? He says, give us some credit. We're not that stupid. A man is too dumb to survive L.A. We're holograms, Pliskin. Give us a little credit. We're not that stupid. 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 We're not that stupid. Why does he say it like that? I don't know. Like <laughs> every every time I've heard it, I think of the start of Robocop 2, where the people are robbing the gun store. Yeah. And he's like, hey man, the cops are coming. And one of the guy goes, The cops are on strike, stupid. It sounds just like that. It's wild. You think it's like a regional accent that he can't fix? I have no idea what it is, but it does not fit with the rest of his lines. Stupid. Stupid. I like to think it was like a character choice early on. <laughs> he like it's like the cactus is like he says he has a weird accent, like a Midwest accent. I mean Stacy Keach does have a hair lip, so maybe that's just how he says stupid. It could could be. Hmm. Um Either way, it doesn't matter. They take him to what I like to call like they take him into like the Q room where uh-huh. he has all the cool gadgets. Yep. And they show off how all the cool gadgets he's gonna have on his adventure. Yeah, he gets his mouth dart. Yeah. His tranquilizing mouth dart. He mm-hmm. gets his own hologram. Right. He's got a little pocket hologram. He gets a new costume that he doesn't want. No. <laughs> he wants the jacket, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he wants a cool new jacket, but they're like, no, you have to wear the new costume. Man, like it's been far enough from Columbine that I could wear a duster i would <laughs> did you have to mention columbine <laughs> no you couldn't for a while because like they all wore dusters and it's like oh you don't want to be like related to columbine but like now it's been far away and i'm an adult man i could wear a duster <laughs> yeah and they were just children they did that. <laughs> it's true yeah children and dusters no That's adult right. men and dusters yes exactly mm-hmm. right um and I, I genuinely love this costume scene because Snake says, no, I don't want a new costume. And they say, you have to wear the new costume. And I think this is one of the first pieces of meta filmmaking satire where they're like, oh, the new movie. We got to put the hero in a new costume. And the hero's like, oh, this is fucking stupid. Right. Like Spider-Man has to have a new outfit every Spider-Man movie. Right. Yeah. And like he he has to. It's the sequel. He's like, fine. He gets forced into it. Yeah, and they there's also the plot significance of it's completely resistant to fire. <laughs> completely resistant to fire, and they, they can't um, detect him on, like, heat mm-hmm. radar, yeah. right? Like, that's they, they can't find him, like, using, yeah. like, a thermal vision. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also like these scenes where they just lay out all the equipment a hero has before he goes on his adventure, because then you're waiting for all the cool things to happen. Yeah, like the hologram, the dart. The, the, he has, like, shurikens in there. I don't know if you saw those. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> He, right, he yeah. has a box of matches, right? Which comes up later. 
state yeah well yeah exactly you see him use those mm-hmm. right um you never know when you might need them yeah <laughs> and uh you know the the only thing he really wants though like he takes all this shit right because he's just like fine i'll, I'll take it mm-hmm. he really wants his guns yeah he wants his old revolvers he does right because he's a gunfighter which cool profession i mean <laughs> what the fuck does a gunfighter do for profit <laughs> he was in new thailand bangkok new vegas bangkok yeah that's right he was in new vegas bangkok um he yeah, yeah i guess he just robs banks right yeah he, i mean he's an outlaw he's a gunfighter <laughs> he's the only, he's the last cowboy on a steel horse he rides he's wanted no he's wanted alive in this case yeah they do they, they can't they can't kill him yeah um Okay, so he uh, he puts on all of his new gear. Mm-hmm. They kind of lay out the Cuervo Jones as the leader of the Shining Path. That's right. It's the Shining Path, not the Symbionese Liberation Army. No, uh, and they're uniting all of the and the movie's words third world countries to take over North America, most specifically Mexico and Cuba. <laughs> You know, because there's a lot of, like, Hispanic coding in this movie. I mean, because of, I'm imagining. It's, it's L.A. It's L.A. It's L.A. So, like, that that was the thing, right? Yeah. Um, this is full of, like, late 80s, early 90s uh, L.A. panic, I would say. Yeah. Well, at, after the race riots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's like, uh, uh, you know, Hispanic games, MS-13, yep. right, type people, and also, like, um, black Muslims. Yeah. You see a couple black Muslims. Uh-huh. Korean um, gangsters that are Korean children. Gangster, yeah. That's right. Um, the Saigon Shadows, Tyler. This Sorry, the Saigon <laughs> Shadow. My bad. <laughs> um, I forgot about how Saigon's in Korea. <laughs> right. And um, so anyways, like there, there's stakes here, right? If Snake yeah. doesn't get the black box, then like the third third yeah. world. Yeah. Again, they, they use it. I'm, mm-hmm. There's problems with it. But... Um, you know, if they don't get the black box of America's Dunzo, mm-hmm. um, they give Snake a sub. Not uh, like a person that he doms, <laughs> he rides but a, a submarine. He, and not one of those billionaire submarines. <laughs> no, not the, not the bad ones. <laughs> this one doesn't implode. No, this one works very well. Yeah, it has nuclear rods and everything. Um, but before he goes into the submarine, he, he he's like crawling down a shaft. And he has asked a question of like Edson Rowe and Stacey Keach. Mm-hmm. Um hey, are either of you giving me the medication when I get back? And, and they say, no, we're not needed for that. And and in response, he says, good. He, he immediately tries to blast them. And he's like, <laughs> we knew you were going to try that. We loaded your gun with blanks for the first one. Good luck, hot shot. <laughs> yeah. Which Stacey Keach uses the word hot shot like 10 times. In it's, this. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. Because like, I feel like... There's a guy there who just like his only flavor text is calling people hotshot yeah. <laughs> or like champ. Or I do skip. it at work. I call people dear and partner all the time. <laughs> I'm yeah, but like it's different though. Well, no, I'm I'm a cowboy. Yeah, partner. Ha! <laughs> huh, I loaded your soundboard with blanks. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah. So long story short, he, he, he gets embarrassed by yep. Stacy Keach. Mm-hmm. It's. It, it's established that they have his number. Yeah, like right? there's like, no way out of it. There's no way out and of it. And Snake this. says, you better hope <laughs> I don't come back here alive. <laughs> I'm going to punch all your numbers. It's great. He gets into the sub. He crawls in. 
Um, and he in, in injects the fuel rods. Yeah, he's swimming through he Universal he, Studios. The Jaws shark tries to attack him. Yeah, he injects his hot rod in thir further into the submarine, and it starts to overheat. Yep. And Stacy Keach, he says, hey, um, you know, watch, watch yourself, hot rod. The thing's going to blow. And, you got to pull back. And <laughs> Snake says my favorite snake line in the movie. He goes, you slow down, dickhead. I'm the one who's dying. You go slow, dickhead. I'm the one who's dying. <laughs> like, he doesn't listen to anyone. But, like, he has a point. Yeah. Right? He's the one who's dying. Yep. It's, this isn't your problem. This is my problem, and yes. I'll deal with it the way I deal with problems. Yeah. <laughs> I go real fast through my problems. And fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm just like, yeah, that's that's why you got Snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not afraid of melting down a sub. No. He's not afraid of, like, landing a snub on a, a, the sub on a beachhead. <laughs> and, like, it's his only means of escape, right? Yeah. He, so, so he, you know, anyways, he lands a sub yeah. on a cliff and it falls into the ocean. And, like, blows up. <laughs> a group of surfers watch it happen. <laughs> and um, Peter Fonda. Yeah. Comes out of the woods. He's like, hey, man, this is our beach. You can't park your boat here. <laughs> Wow, man, we're real far out. <laughs> no, that's a compliment. Sorry about your boat, man. <laughs> uh, a total it, LA surfer. Yeah, I, I believe it. Uh huh. I honestly, though, I I like surfer talk. Like, I I, I subscribe to the casual beach style language. You know, mm -hmm. unserious. Yeah. yeah, just just a little slower. Yeah, a little nicer. Right. And snakes just like I'm just passing through. And they just, yeah. he, he, he walks off. He just walks off. <laughs> he's, he's not, he has nothing to do with Cuervo Jones, so he just turns and walks away. That's right. He, he doesn't want any beef with the uh, Peter Fonda and the uh, jet ski gang. Yeah. <laughs> he, Peter Fonda follows him. Snake gets the drop on him because you can't. It's amazing him. how he gets the yeah. drop on him because, like, so he's walking through the woods. Mm -hmm. Peter Fonda's behind him. Right. Yeah. Snake turns a corner. Peter Fonda follows, and then immediately Snake is behind him <laughs> in one shot too. Right. So you know, Kurt Russell had to duck under the camera and run behind him. Just kind of like do this duck walk, and then like, and he's like, "Hey, man, I just recognized you. I just thought you'd be taller." <laughs> it's. Uh, I I'm sorry to keep bringing this shit up because when John Carpenter made this movie, he was 45 years old. Okay. When Kurt Russell made this movie, he was 44 years old. And throughout the entire movie, everyone tells Snake, man, I thought you were like retired or I thought you'd be taller. Or, I heard you were like on your way out. <laughs> and it's like, they're talking about themselves. Yeah. Like, this is wonderful. And all, like Snake never goes, I'll show you who's retired. He just goes, <laughs> and turns around and walks away. Yeah. Like, cause how, you know, it's like, Okay, like, what do you want me to do? And it's also a function of the first movie. Everybody was like, oh, Snake Plissom, I heard about you or whatever. But in this movie, every single person's like, I thought you'd be taller. Or I thought you'd be tougher. I thought you were, I thought you retired or you're too old for this. And I like that, that sort of little, little theme of this movie is yeah, being just, past your prime. Well, and also just like the public having to let you know it. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> like it's fine if you're past your prime, but like everyone having to come up and tell you that, uh -huh. like you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think snake might have an idea that he's not in his prime anymore. Yeah. But and you don't need to fucking go up and tell him that. No. And so Peter Fonda's like, Oh yeah, you want to find Cuervo? Just head over to that town. So he heads over to the town. Yeah. 
like the uh, like there, there's there's a, a drive-by shooting of gangs listening to new metal yep. <laughs> shooting at each other. Great. Normal LA stuff. It should be. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. Nature's healing. He goes to I can't even remember. It's like a big LA music. Like you see the Empire Record, Tower yeah. Records, Ch- Chinese Man Theater. No, yeah, you see it's, it it's all. something. It's yeah, I think it is that actually. Is it really? Yeah, and there's a thing on like the marquee that says "safe sex only, no condoms, no problems." <laughs> it's so good. No condoms, no problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in there. Goes, essentially, it's a brothel with he, like he's tracking the president's rescue team who they sent earlier because there's still one beacon. He goes in there. Yeah. Actual Nazis are playing throw knife into a corpse. Well, like at the time, like they're described as skinheads in, yeah. in the, the the credits, right? Because you know, like skinheads weren't like immediately called out as Nazis at yeah, the time. Yeah, but they had like iron crosses. Oh no, like, like yeah, we're supposed to not like skinheads, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, there's the like it's just that they weren't called Nazis because Grandpa might be upset, right? Right, but they're Nazis. They're Nazis. I was just like thinking about that like artifact of the '90s that you just didn't call people Nazis when they were Nazis. And like there was that big like, I mean, there was a lot of like skinheads and shit in the news, like Waco. Yeah, KKK, like right, David right. Duke, all that shit, like as big. Yeah, I was just a little kid. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know why MTV was showing people doing the Hitler salute. It's just on. Kurt Ludwig did that. <laughs> Kurt Loder. No, there was uh, like a documentary about Nazis on MTV. Uh, no, Kurt Loder was, was not. Kurt Loder. No, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> do better, Kurt Loder. <laughs> <laughs> Louder with Loder. Ew. <laughs> I'm going to drink my nut milk. You continue. Okay. So he goes in there and they're like, hey, I bet you $5 you can't throw this knife into that corpse. Snake doesn't say a word. He just loads his gun and walks away. He runs into a sex worker. You got another glob in your throat, didn't you? Are you pulling it out? He pulled a glob of nut milk out of his mouth. That is disgusting. What do I do with this? You eat it. It's cum. (laughs) Eat the nut milk's cum. Okay, I've learned my I've learned my lesson. No more I, nut milk for this guy. I'm not gonna drink any more nut milk. I could probably have another. You want some? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you gonna drink the glob? There's more in there. I can feel it. <laughs> so he walks away from the Nazis. They're like, "Oh man, fuck you." He walks up to a sex worker. He's like, "She's like, hey baby, you looking for a good time?" And he goes, "Where's Cuervo Jones?" <laughs> He's not there for a good time. No, he's there for a Jones time. All right, here we go. Keep talking. Tell okay. him what the sex worker says. Right. So they, they talk about like where Cuervo Jones is. And she's like, oh, you know, he, he's driving down Sunset for the big invasion. And Snake uh, is like, Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> like, Honey, you really are new here, aren't you? Like, he doesn't know what Sunset, but like he couldn't guess. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's secretly dumb. <laughs> But anyway, she's like, you know, like, I'll snake your high. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 point, show, I'll show you where yeah. it's at. And he, like, you know, she takes her, uh, takes him back in the alley and points him in the right direction. He starts walking off down sun- towards Sunset Boulevard. And like the, the, the skinheads, the Nazis, they come out and they're like, hey. Hey, one eye. Look in my face when I talk to you, shitheel. Whoa. And then Snake doesn't even look. He just kind of like uh, 360 no scopes the guy <laughs> yeah. and then walks off. Kills the two Nazis because they're assholes. Just blasts them. He wanders down to Sunset Boulevard <laughs> where Cuervo Jones comes in with his like parade of people. Right. It, it's like uh, 
a couple cars, a bunch of motorcycles, a horse, yeah, he, and his, his um, like you know, Corvette. And he's like in a nighttime Saturday market kind of thing. Like it's actually kind of cool. There's like food, people are partying. Yeah, they're just hanging out. His car has a bunch of Barbie heads on the <laughs> dashboard, which is a nice touch. They had to one up the chandeliers somehow. But no, like that's a thing you would see though. Yeah. He Cuervo Jones is driving like he has a driver. He's sitting up on his convertible with the president's daughter. It's like JFK style. It's like mm -hmm. tonight we party because tomorrow at dawn we take over the world. Yeah, meet me at Disneyland. And no, well, <laughs> hold on, not not Disneyland. Fine, the Happy Kingdom. Thank you. We can, he can't legally say Disneyland. No, and John Carpenter said, I didn't even ask. I know what they'd say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah, but like, you know what? Happy Kingdom at the Sea. Yeah, he's going to Happy Kingdom. He's going to a California adventure. <laughs> um, and Snake's like, okay, there he is. Yep, just he like knocks, start, starts immediately running towards him. <laughs> yeah, it, Snake knocks a guy off a motorcycle, steals a motorcycle. Yep, does a wheelie. Uh, the, he does the, the thing I love that happens in movies like quite a bit, where like two people are right next to each other side by side, and they're going to shoot them with their guns, right? He does mm -hmm. a wheelie, speeds forward. They shoot each other yep. with the guns. Yeah, this, this movie understands <laughs> what looks cool. <laughs> and it looks cool, and you went... Dude doing a wheelie while two other dudes are shooting each other? Fantastic. And a lot of this Kurt Russell did. Like, you see him riding his motorcycle. Mm -hmm. uh, we see not Kurt Russell, but he jumps into the, like, he motorcycle jumps into the back of a truck. Excellent. Uh, he starts climbing on the truck Terminator style, shooting people. He jumps from truck to truck? Yep. Moving truck to truck. Like, Kurt Russell's doing this shit. Right. And all, all the while, um, Utopia... I was like, who's that? And and Cuervo is just like, I think that's Snake Plissken. Yeah. He, he's an old washed out gunfighter. Yeah, I heard he had retired or something. Like, I heard he was done for. Right. And YouTube was like, oh, doesn't seem retired to me. Yeah, it doesn't look too done for to me. Yeah. Right. To and which Cuervo Jones says, hand me my bolas. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, weapons are cool. Like, let's just <laughs> let's just lay that out. Yeah. Weapons are rad. The yep. weirder the weapon. I've always been a net and trident guy myself, but like the bolo is a close second. Yeah, bolo's good. Uh, another like top tier weapon in this movie, specifically the net gun. Net gun's good. Uh huh. Um, just a lot of good stuff yes. here. And like, so Cuervo whips out his <laughs> bolos and he, he whips them above his head. They're yeah. doing a cool little spiral. And like he he kind of throws his <laughs> disc of bolos and it like wraps around Snake's neck and yep. he eats it. Yeah, he knocks him on the ground. And he goes, "All right, kill that man. I want Snake Bliskin dead." Yep, and he drives off. And there's like he six six people. Yeah, like six people pull guns on him. Snake Bliskin. Yeah, he, you can't count him out. He's a gunfighter. Yeah, he's world renowned gunfighter. That's his job. <laughs> These people pull their guns on. He says, "I'm gonna give you assholes a chance." <laughs> what do you say we play a little Bangkok rules? And Bangkok rules essentially is yeah. everybody spreads out. Mm -hmm. Snake is going to throw a can in the air and nobody can draw their gun until the can hits the ground. W would you play Bangkok rules? I would play Snake's version of Bangkok <laughs> rules. <laughs> okay. What's Snake's version? He throws the can up. Pulls his guns out and shoots them before the can drops. <laughs> I would cheat at Bangkok rules, basically. Like Snake. Like this, the cheating Bangkokese. I'm not going to say that about the people from Thailand. They're very lovely. <laughs> We've been there. 
They're not all cheaters. <laughs> but okay, okay. They would, they would, <laughs> they would, they would, they would uh, uphold the Bangkok rules. Yes, yes. They would abide by Bangkok rules. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Snake is not from there, so he's he's a dirty liar. Yeah, he blasts them all. Like, <laughs> he blasts them. It's and like he, the Indiana Jones sword fighter pulls the sword out and he just shoots him. Like, <laughs> and afterwards he says to no one, "Draw." <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love like a protagonist that talks to himself as if it sounds cool. Yeah, and he does. And so you know how I said Snake Plissken never makes a choice to do anything. Yeah, this is the scene I mean where <laughs> things just happen to him because Cuervo gets away. Mm-hmm. He has no idea where to find Cuervo. His motorcycle gets destroyed. So his first thing that he does, yeah, is he walks over. He opens up a lawn chair and just sits down to brood. <laughs> Instead of chasing after him, he's like, well, I guess I'm done. I'm just going to sit here. I'm to not- which the plot yeah. comes from around the house. He's like, hey, I'm Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I'm mapped to the stars, Eddie. It's like, no, just like the- slides out from behind the house. Yeah, like he was waiting for him. <laughs> Because, like, Snake makes no choices. He is purely, he wants to exist. He wants to vibe. He wants a cigarette. Yeah. But keep, people keep pushing him around. You ever, like, watch a movie that kind of feels like it should be a play? <laughs> Are you saying Escape from LA should be a play? I should, right? Because, like, this is a scene that you'd see in a play, right? Like, you know, the uh, like, the big scene comes down and everyone claps. And, like, in front of the curtains, you see, like, a drawing of a shack <laughs> that says Map to the Stars Eddie. Yep. And, like, uh, behind the curtain comes in Map to the Stars Eddie. And he's like, oh, let me tell you something. And, like, we get the scene. Yeah, it's like, hey, aren't you Snake Plissken? Do you need an agent? I'm an agent. You want to get around Hollywood? I know where to go. Check this out. All right, Map to the Stars Eddie. He pulls out a little hand recorder. He plays a button that plays I Love L.A. with Steve Buscemi's narration say, Welcome to your very own Map to the Stars. It's me. Sure, we all know the big one wiped out the entertainment industry here in L.A., but the glamour and excitement of Hollywood I love that it's not just a map. (laughs) Right? Like, it's something that he narrated himself. It's an audio map. Man, people who like produce things in an audio only format, weird. <laughs> I panicked. I had to find a button real fast. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, I love the character of Matt with Stars Eddie. I yeah. think that. What what did Steve Buscemi do before this? Ghost he, World? <laughs> no, 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 no. Ghost World's after, I believe. Okay. Uh, he was hot off Reservoir Dogs. Okay. And the heat from Reservoir Dogs. Like it revitalized his career. He went on to more like better roles. Mm-hmm. Like this oh, was this right around Big Lebowski as well. It's all around the same time. Yeah. So he, he was like he was getting roles. He was getting mm-hmm. roles, and he, I mean, the man has worked with the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino, John Carter. Of course, he's going to be in a Carpenter movie. Yeah. He, he always plays Steve Buscemi. Yeah. I think Steve Buscemi like is not. He's a character actor in the sense that he has the one character, and you hire Steve Buscemi to sound like Map to the Stars Eddie. Yeah. Like, He's a slimy weirdo. If he said, hello, fellow kids, in this movie, it would uh-huh. fit. Yep. <laughs> He's got the goatee with no mustache. Classic Ugh. look. Pork by hat. Yep. <laughs> Good old pork by hat. Um, maroon suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just. <laughs> but it, honestly, I, you know, I, I, here's the thing about Map of the Stars. I can't hate him. No. He, he, but he is just a predator. Uh-huh. 
right? And Snake is his prey. Snake's like, where's Corvo Jones? And Mavazar says, oh, he's over there. He, <laughs> he's a weasel. He's a mongoose. He, Mongooses eat snakes. <laughs> <laughs> mongoose to the stars, Eddie. <laughs> just th- keep that in the back of your head. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> but, he, he, you know, Snake says... Fuck you. I'm not buying your... Well, he doesn't say anything. No. He, he just walks off. Yeah, he walks <laughs> off. No questions. Like, oh, that way. Okay. He's <laughs> like... And even Map the Stars, is, Eddie's like, bye. Uh, okay. Yeah, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Snake wanders into Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Everything's a little eerie. It's dark. Yeah. He sees, like, people in robes grab someone, screaming, and pulls him away. So, he hides in the bushes. Yeah. There's a woman in the bushes, too. Ooh. And she's like... Be quiet, or they'll grab you. And Snake just is like, mm. and you're she making goes, too much noise. Yeah, <laughs> and she goes, "Don't make noise. If you want to make noise, go and find another bush." You're the one making all the noise. <laughs> like, is he is he angry? Yeah, he's annoyed because like <laughs> she's like, "Hey, here are all these rules," and Snake's like, "No, <laughs> not Wait, in this bush." You think it's like he's angry at the rules, and now that she's making noise, it's both. Like, okay. He doesn't want to be controlled, and she's the one making all the noise. <laughs> but like his response is then to like stomp out of the bushes. <laughs> like he didn't remember why he was in the bushes in no. the first place. No, he wanders out there. He makes <laughs> intense eye contact with a dark, faceless person in a robe. For like a, a couple minutes. Yeah, it's just like back and forth staring at each other. Yeah, they're just looking at each other, like with <laughs> ominous music. Until Snake goes. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then gets netted. Yeah, they shoot him with a net gun, and they drag him into a hospital. I I love that interaction where he's just, like, staring at a guy and just, like, he could have done anything. Yeah, it cuts to Kurt Russell, who's got, like, anger and apprehension in his face. And then it cuts back to the faceless black robe hooded figure. Back to Kurt Russell. Back to the hooded figure. He's got dog brain. Because <laughs> he's like, he, it's like it's a situation he's never encountered before. So he's just staring at it. Yeah, uh-huh. It's like it's like when uh, Murphy. We, our dog. We, yeah. yeah, we haven't mentioned Murphy on this, yeah. have we? It's so, our pup. So, yeah, a little pup. Like we, we gave our little pup ice cubes once he's never seen ice and so he just like stared at it for a while he stared at it he barked (laughs) he didn't know what it was until Uh eventually we captured him with a net uh anyways uh he gets captured lady gets captured Mm -hmm. what's her name tasselina tasselima 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 um she gets captured as well Mm mm-hmm and they get dragged off to uh, a horrific scene. Yes. Right. We're in kind of this like, again, it looks like a movie theater lobby. Yeah. Um, They're strapped to stand up gurneys. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Uh, no, okay. but it is here. I mean, okay. they're gurneys and they're stood up. Okay. But you can do that with gurneys, but not where I work. Doesn't matter. They're strapped in, can't move. Snake's like, what the hell is this? And she's like, oh, these are, these are, uh, freaks who've had too many plastic surgeries they've had too many failed surgeries the only way they stay alive is by having more plastic surgeries they're to, the to, repl- to replace the body parts because like the things that they had implanted have turned into goo yes and it's like full of freaks like, it's like ghoulification uh-huh. everyone is like ghouls and yes. they want your skin yeah they had too much ozempic they all look nuts yeah um you know i feel like that could be real 
Oh yeah, I've seen people that look just like that. I mean, <laughs> just like botched plastic surgery, and then they have to get replacement like real parts. I mean, not to this degree, <laughs> but yes. Like, okay, I work with a lot of people who've had a lot of plastic surgery, and it is distracting. Like, do what you want. I'm not. Yeah, like I was like, about to say, try I'm not to try to become the person who is in your head by any means necessary. No one can do that but you. But but well, but also like. You know, like, like you can tell when there, there, are, there are gray areas to this whole thing. Yeah. Just make sure that you're being responsible with what you're doing. Yeah, like you can tell and you're doing be- it for the right reasons, you, right? Yeah, it's not just like an addiction to surgery with that lady had, you know, like Nip Tuck. Yeah, like Nip Tuck. <laughs> I didn't a, watch Nip Tuck. Oh, so good. <laughs> uh, except we don't like Ryan Murphy. He's scabbing for the strike. Oh, he's a scab. He's a scab. You got to pick that scab. Flush it. Flush <laughs> the scab. It's big. No, like. And this is another like commentary on LA culture around this time was everybody's getting plastic surgery and they all look weird. Well, yeah. And it's not specifically just, we hate plastic surgery. It's image culture, right? Yes. It's this idea that you have to look perfect because everyone has to look perfect Mm -hmm. in order to be in the movies. Yes. Which I mean, is true. Yeah, it is. Whether, especially now everybody looks like a fucking model. Right. At least in this movie, some of the extras just look like normal people, which Kind of funny because some like, of them, some of them are just normal looking, but they're in the freaks place. It's so funny. Yeah, we had a running joke. There's this guy that looks like Deep Roy, but like tall. We yeah. call him Tall Roy. Yeah, Shallow Roy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, long story short, is like there's a bunch of ghouls here, mm-hmm. and they they are dependent on the king of the ghouls, which is the Surgeon General of, of Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills, right? Played by our boy. Bruce Campbell. I have a sound effect for Bruce Campbell. Do you? Yeah. Um, let's see if I have it here. Um... Groovy. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> That's our boy. <laughs> That's our groovy boy, Bruce. Yeah, he says groovy. And then he walks down the stairs <laughs> and he's there. And he's covered in five hours worth of bad plastic surgery makeup. I would say like a step up above Moontrap. Right? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He's got the stretchy face. He's in smoothened. Yeah, he's very smooth. Like, bad hair plugs. They, they push out the chin even more somehow. <laughs> somehow. Uh, and he's, like, delivering this monologue. These are no good. You couldn't give them away. And this. I can do nothing with this one. Yeah, I'll wheel it away. I can't work with garbage like this. Now these two, they look very good. He he, he sounds like a, he sounds like a snooty director. Yeah, he <laughs> right? does. He does. He really I can't does. work with this. <laughs> it's, he he rules. I mean, he rules. This movie is full of small parts with like great character actors in them right and this is like the first of many that are good right and like originally like in the behind the scenes stuff they were saying like bruce you gotta be more menacing um i don't think he quite gets there i was never really like menaced by the general the the surgeon surgeon general of beverly hills i was not menaced by him right but like it was unsettling he was definitely yeah when he puts his hands in her mouth like measuring her gums right like, ugh, it's good. 
He's he fucking it, rocks. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a distinct character. That's yeah. what it is. Right. Un, you will not forget Bruce Campbell in this movie. Yeah, and maybe it's because I've been desensitized by years of watching movie violence that, <laughs> like, when they carry around the plate of eyeballs, I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if those are grape and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he grabs some titties. He's yeah. like, "My God, they're real." Im- improv line. <laughs> yeah, improv. Bruce Campbell came up with that with John Carpenter. They right. thought it was funny. Yep. Then uh, he's like, ooh, what a beautiful blue eye you have, <laughs> Snake Blitzkin. <laughs> uh, and the, he takes out this, like, weird fan blade. Yeah. Is that a medical thing, the fan blade? Yeah, I mean, there are things <laughs> that, like, medical saws. And like the, the gouger? <laughs> yeah. We got the Ripper, the Terror. Yeah, what is it? Melina from Mortal Kombat has yeah. the, the fan with blades on it. Yeah. No, uh, Melina? Sindel. No, Sindel... I can't do this. It's it's one of them. It's yeah. It's a smoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> noob sci-fi. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> God damn. Anyways, he's he's like going in for the eye, and Kurt Russell takes his mouth dart. Yep. Shoots his mouth tranquilizer into Bruce Campbell's forehead. He he falls forward and cuts yep. the ropes <laughs> that have tied Kurt Russell to the gurney. Yes, and he grabs the gun strapped to the Surgeon General's chest, takes him hostage, and says, Get me the fuck out of here. And, uh, uh, Das Lima? Tas Lima. Tas Lima. Tas Lima. He's like, Oh, yeah, her too. <laughs> She's like, I can help you. I know things. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they the, run off. They run they... out and escape. We never see the fate of Bruce Campbell, so I assume he lives. Yeah, probably. He just is a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, Fine. Even, even call that living. <laughs> he was the boss. So so he go they they both go down into the sewers. Yeah, they hide in the sewers, and she's like, Oh yeah, I know these sewers very well. When I was running guns with the black jihad, we would <laughs> use the, we would race down these tunnels. Yeah. Good good times in LA. Yeah. Just the black jihad. My problem was like, how do you run race like golf carts down these sewers? You know. Well, I mean, I used to race wheelchairs down the like parking garage at the hospital. Yeah, but like those had ramps and stuff. So she 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 lives here, and she's kind of like you can tell that she likes L.A. a little yeah. bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? She she kind of like thinks about her fun times in the sewers, yeah. right? And she's like, yeah, I'll take you to to right up here. Now, go up here, take a left, and you'll be at Quiver's place. Yeah. Right. And he starts going up there and, and she like follows and like, hey, you know, I, I kind of broke up with my boyfriend tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lie, obvious lie. <laughs> and he's like, I could I'd like to show you a fun time because mm-hmm. um, I'm horny. Yeah. Right? And Snake is hot. And Snake is hot. I would say she's hot, too. And I, yeah. I tried to pinpoint why she was hot. Yeah. Right. Like she has this kind of like. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's kind of like a square haircut. Yeah, like sort of punk rock pixie kind of haircut, like short, like shorter than what is. It's it's like her her face is turned like her head shape is turned into a cube, right? <laughs> Where like the top of her head is very squarish, uh-huh. and then it comes down into like longish bangs that kind of curl up. You, you know? like punk girl haircuts. She's she's a like, punk. Girl. I didn't realize how much a haircut did things to me, uh-huh. like more than anything else. Like I think. Good hair is, you know, hot. You have to say that to me when I'm actively balding in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, bald, no hair can be good hair, Tyler. I know. Just just saying that. But you didn't say that at first. You said (laughs) good hair. Good. uh, You know, like, hey, listen, if you just got a punk girl haircut, who knows? God, 
I love me some punk girls. Yeah, I mean, like, whatever. She doesn't touch the queen, which, of course, is the, um, what's her face? She has a name. She does. Trash. Trash? Trash from Return of the Living yeah, Dead. Yeah, Trash from Returning Dead. Mm-hmm. Right? She has, I mean, like, honestly. Liana her, Quigley, sorry. Yeah, her, yeah. Her, her haircut is actually fine. It's not the best. But, but like, you know, she's, she's no one can touch Leanna Quigley from Return of the Living Dead. That punk girl. It's the it's the dude. It's the dude <sighs> where she's just like, I love death. I love being around death. Yeah. I want to fuck skeleton. Yeah. I want to hold Benetary apart. It's great. It's wonderful. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying? You know, violently. I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Try not to think about dying too much. Honestly, I think Liberty Spikes. Liberty Spikes, to me, I think, would be, like, (laughs) the hottest haircut. Liberty Spikes? Do it all the way. Just Liberty Spikes. I could see that. Yeah? Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. Come on. No, come on. I... Yeah, I've gone to plenty of punk shows. I've been with plenty of punks. I'm all in on Liberty Spikes Thank in you. a big way. Excellent. Like there's, and it's also pro America, which this movie <laughs> is in, in a way too is pro America. This movie is pro how I would like America to be at right. the end. It is the idealized version of America, yeah. which I think they're trying to say L.A. Even though like it has its problems, it's more like what America should be. Yeah. Even though there's violence and cannibals. And- yeah, because she does explain. She's like, this place is not so bad. We've made the society out there. You have to be how they want you to be. You have to act in their morals. Here, I can still wear a fur coat. A woman can be a woman. Oh, libertarian. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. No, it's anarchist, right? Yes, and I it feel is. Like, I feel like there's a line... Between anarchy and libertarianism. Yeah. And anarchy. It's called pedophilia. It is called pedophilia. Yes, that's exactly where I was going, actually. (laughs) It's, yeah. It's where there's the morals of, like, we're allowed to beat you up if you're a monster. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? That that is always the distinction there, is that, like, you can do whatever you want. Just know that there will be consequences for your actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And and that's what she's that's what she's saying. Right. I think. Yeah. She's like, we have our freedoms here. It's not so bad. Right. To which Snake replies. Dark paradise. Dark paradise. Dark paradise. Dark paradise. Dark paradise. Dark paradise. Oh, you got the robot back. Dark paradise. Oh, wow. It's not on me at all, is it? Dark paradise. <laughs> I don't like the snake bot. Dark paradise. Oh god. Dark paradise. There it is. That's the one. <laughs> Dark paradise. <laughs> okay, now say you slow down, dickhead. I'm I'm the one who's dying. You slow down, dickhead. I'm the one who's dying. <laughs> yeah, stick <laughs> should be a devil. <laughs> Sad story. Gotta smoke. <laughs> six, six, nine. We haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the world. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that. <laughs> no, she's like, yes. She's talking about how, how like free they are in LA to like have self-expression. It is a dark paradise. It is. And like it, it, it asks the question, which is the legitimate question of would you rather be comfortable but controlled or would you rather be uncomfortable threatened like in fear for your life but be free 
Yeah. Right. And and we know which one Snake chooses. <laughs> yeah. And but, but but he's in the situation where he's still being controlled. Yes. Even in Dark Paradise. Yeah, but because he's being pushed around by every external force. Right. And it's not like all pleasant because immediately as soon as uh, Das Lima says this, mm-hmm. uh, she gets shot she by gets a child. Shot. A child murders her. <laughs> a drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> the Saigon shadow gun her the fuck down. You know, initiation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you do like the blood thing with your fingers? No. It I, I try I've tried. It's actually times. kind of blackface for your hands. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I don't, no, I've never been able to do it. I can't figure it out. I'm not. Good, I'm not good with my hands like that. Yeah. Not good with your hands, huh? I said like that. Okay. <laughs> there are other things I'm good. At. I can start a killer IV. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't kill with my IV. Never yeah, mind. The, 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 you yeah, just like right. start blowing bubbles in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, you got this IV in you. I'm going to suck all your blood out. Mm. <laughs> Dark straw. <laughs> Anyways, um, so so Snake uh, runs off because there's like, you know, there's a fight happening. Yeah, right? people start shooting each other. People are dying. Yeah. He runs away. Oh, wait, but yeah, well, we almost skipped a line. I know I, it's hard to to go back, but before, before um, you know, Dust Lima and, and um, Snake are talking. Right. And and she's like hitting on Snake. Mm-hmm. And she says one of my favorite lines in the movie, because there's so many good lines in this it's movie. It's full of them. It's full of them. But I have to say this one. Right. She asks, what are you doing in L.A.? He says. He says, dying. Oh, OK. Yes. And then she says, I read your future. The future is right now. <laughs> and hands her a gun. <laughs> Didn't help her though. She got shot. Yeah, she. Still As it does. turns out, yeah. guns don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love like Snake, champion of living only in the moment. <laughs> yeah, and also the champion of arming women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, if you have an extra gun, give it to a woman. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's only fair. Only fair. Yeah. Um. Okay, so so he runs off. Yeah, uh, he gets picked up by Map to the Stars Eddie. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Snake! Oh, wow, you <laughs> lived! Cool!" Yeah, like get in my car. I'll yeah. take you right to Quavero's place. <laughs> and then you know, Snake kind of like, I, like, what's he doing? He's hesitant to be in the yeah, car. He's like, "You told me to go that way, and I almost got killed. Yeah, why should I trust you now?" And he's like, "Well, you didn't let me finish what I was saying. You just left. I was trying to sell you a map." Yeah. Right, he's a weasel, right? He's, he's a, trying, he's he's a try- mongoose, yeah. He's a mongoose. He's trying to we- mongoose his way out yeah. of the situation. He's a slimy little fucker. Right, and when Snake is slightly distracted, he hits a button on the car, down rolls the dash, and two darts hit his chest. <laughs> yeah, the fun gun. He gets hit with a fun gun. <laughs> he shoots Snake full of ketamine. It's pretty neat, huh? Pretty neat, huh? This is Cuervo's car. He lets me use it sometimes. <laughs> hey, not to worry, Snake. You've just been shot with a fun gun. Feel it? You feel it? You feel it? It's pure mesh, man. 100 proof artery choke. It's like Weirbo says, when the hit pulls you down to one inch from death, that is living, man. Talk to me first, Nick. I could have set this whole thing up. I'm actually Cuervo's agent, you know, and I would love to represent you too. We can make a bundle together. I know I can help you. I mean, you're a legend or not, but the past couple of years, it's like you've fallen off the face of the earth. The he best gets, part about this is Matt to the Stars Eddie is still talking to him while he's passing out. Yeah, he's like, he's getting deep in a K-hole and Matt to the Stars is like, yeah, actually, I'm friends with Cuervo. He lets me drive his car. You know, if you had just worked with me and let me be your agent, I could have just taken you there and worked this whole thing out. <laughs> Matt to the Stars Eddie, you fucker. I yeah, love you. No, but like, honestly, though, if somebody is like having a good time on drugs, you don't need to talk to them. <laughs> no. Just leave them be. Yeah. 
<laughs> his snake is deep in a K-hole. You got hit by the fun gun. You don't need to talk to him. Yeah, he's he's fighting his own battle right now. Um, and so uh Stacy Keach and the gang, they're like, um, his vitals went dark. <laughs> we think he's dead actually yeah. now. Uh-huh. Um because like, yeah, they're still monitoring him, right? Yes. So um he, so so he, he, so he, he wakes up, mm-hmm. right? And he's on a treadmill. Right inside of Cuervo's base. Yes, we see the nerd character who has the world's smallest glasses. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The uh, <laughs> the Blade Runner twenty forty nine glasses. Yeah, I was actually gonna say, uh, you see Ghost in the Shell. Uh huh. Yeah, the, the tiny glasses where it just like only covers your eyeballs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter, right? Because like this nerd, he explains what's in the black box. Yep. Finally, finally, we hear it. it's EMP. Yes, an electromagnetic pulse. That you can key into all the satellites using the world code 666. You could target a single car to mm-hmm. shut down. You could target all of Spain. Or you hit that world code, no target, shut off the entire world's electricity. If you want to, but nobody wants that. Yes. Like, Cuervo doesn't want that. He no. just wants to shut down America. I mean, same. Yeah. Cuervo Jones did nothing wrong. Right. And it, it and it knocks out everything, right? It knocks out like batteries. Yes. Every knocks, single thing. Your, your toaster ain't gonna work no more. Mm-hmm. Right. There's just no way coming back from it. Yeah. Uh cool concept. Very cool. Like I I, I like that idea, and I kind of want to see more movies in the like post-electronic world. I think that'd be nice. Uh-huh. Um it, anyways, it writers go out and write that one. No, so, they oh, can't. Yeah. No, oh, no, no, do not advocate for uh, crossing the picket. God damn. <laughs> you didn't mean it because you're the devil. Dark paradise. Okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> no, you're not. You love the devil voice. You probably sit in here alone and just talk in the devil voice all day. So, okay, so we cut back to the president, right? And the yeah. president's like, uh, yeah, Snake's compromised. He's, he's, he's a prisoner. Um, Let's bomb them. Let's bomb them. It's time to give them an airstrike, right? Yeah. Let's give them the old, what is it, Philadelphia in the 70s where they bombed their own neighborhoods? Yeah, like, let's bomb LA. Well, it's not even a part of the country anymore. No, like, it's, that's their pri- it's their moral prison. Right, but Stacey Keach, like, you know, knocks idea down yeah. like a stray basketball <laughs> because he's like, Good hey, you, you, you can't do that. He has an EMP. He can just shut yeah. us down at any time. Yeah, it's too powerful. You cannot do that. Right. Um, and, and Cuervo sends out a message. He's like, Hey president, I got your, your fancy machine. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. shut down Lynchburg. Yes. He hacks the Gibson. He's like, Oh, you better listen to our demands. I've got your daughter, Huntress Biden. <laughs> She's all <laughs> mine. She, yeah. Yep. And, uh, Oh, and snakes here. We got him. <laughs> he's, we could tie him to a treadmill. There's a weird part where he's like, I'm going to shut down the Capitol and shut up your dumb wife. Yeah. Because the president's <laughs> like, I need to call my wife. And she's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I'm watching it, honey. He launches the EMP and shuts off his wife. He's like, Presidente, silence is golden, no? And we should mention that Cuervo Jones is played by a French guy yeah. doing brown face. <laughs> is he doing brown face or is he just like olive skinned? I think they darkened him a little. Probably, yes. <laughs> doesn't matter. Like, well, it does matter, actually. I was about yeah. to say it doesn't matter. It does matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't uh, matter because we're white. Find a Hispanic guy. Yeah. There's plenty. There's tons in this movie. Right. Could have just got one of them. Yeah. Didn't. Nope. <laughs> George Coraface. It's the Frenchman. Yeah, I got George Coraface. Um, George Corf brown face. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Got it. Um, 
anyways, like he demonstrates his power yep. and um, they then uh, turn off and Stacy Keach is like, don't don't count on snake. Yeah. Snake's, we still got like, him. He's still there. He's still alive. He can still do something. And in a parallel to the first movie where snake had to fight a giant man to the death, they take him into gladi- gladiatorial combat. I would watch that. Fighting to the death. I mean, if both were like consenting adults fighting to the death. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well actually, you know, nah, it's like it, I, I say that I wouldn't actually want to. I probably it. wouldn't nah, want to watch yeah, it. Like, it would be too sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, they cut to the families. <laughs> it's, too much. it's like two depressed guys <laughs> in there. Like if they paid homeless guys to do it. Like, has anyone thought of doing that? Paying homeless guys to fight each other to the death? You mean bum fights? Yeah, that's what I was going with. Yeah. Also bad people. It, yeah. Here's the thing. I it, Like, again, much like Al-Qaeda, you, you shouldn't hand it to him. No. I shouldn't hand it to bum fights. <laughs> but when he was invited on to Dr. <laughs> Phil, do you know the story? No. When he was invited on to Dr. Phil to talk about the bum fights, he dressed up as Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> And started talking like Dr. Phil and saying like the bad Dr. Phil advice back at him. <laughs> and again, like you, the worst person, you know, has one right idea. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to hand it to him. Yeah. But, but, it, but it's, that was funny. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> they should both die <laughs> in Minecraft. In, in mine, Minecraft. They should die in my Ma- Ma- Minecraft yes. or in TikTok. That's not real, right? Yeah. They should unalive in TikTok. <laughs> Anyways. That's not important. What is important is that they're going to gladiatorial combat. Yes. And like we see um, a, a businessman fight a Goliath <laughs> with a like big pair of loppers. Uh-huh. I love the loppers guy. Like, I bet you he picks their weapon. Yeah. Like, okay, you, you have a, a series of weapons that are like lawn instruments, right? Mm-hmm. One's a big pair of loppers. Another is a chainsaw, right? Another is a, a big like pitchfork. Like, and just like any like large exaggerated lawn instrument, what would you get? I mean, you mentioned the trident earlier, so I'd go pitchfork. Okay. But it's a solid choice. You yeah. want the range. You'd want the range. Like, you can get the little like tines. Are they tines on a yeah, pitchfork? Yeah, they're tines. Yeah. In between whatever they're doing with theirs and kind of disarm them, maybe. I don't know. I, I got I mean, that. I got that dude brain. So I'm always thinking, I bet I could beat everybody in a fight. I mean, like, yeah, I think it's pretty smart. Like, we should ultimate warrior it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm over there shaking the ropes to get stronger. I mean, I, w- I was thinking, like, weed whacker. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, honestly, you should pick the chainsaw. I mean, if there's a chainsaw, that's... It's too heavy. For you. Damn. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't matter. It doesn't but, work out for the business guy. He gets his head chopped yeah, off. Yeah, he gets his head scissored <laughs> Lop- right, off. right off. But Snake's uh, not doing gladiatorial combat. That's some escape from New York bullshit. They're done. That was they're in, the in past. L.A. now. The future is now. They're playing horse. Because <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Basketball. <laughs> that's right. Go Bulls. Wait, no, that's Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Lakers. Lakers. L.A. Lakers. Yeah. The newest five forest member of the Lakers, Snake Plissken. That's right. Uh, we we see like uh, some other non basketball guy try to win. He gets shot a yep. lot. They lay out the rules. They have ten seconds to make the shot, and they have to get a total of ten points. None no. of that three point bullshit, <laughs> as they yeah. say. A, a, a good class act. Yeah, that Cuervo. They have they make if they make their thing, their shot. They have ten seconds to make it to the other end of the court because they have to alternate between hoops, and no one's ever done it before. Okay, so, but that's not horse. 
I the I, horse was a joke. No, this is you, like free throw shit. But I'm trying to remember what the rules to horses. If you miss, you get a letter, and whoever spells horse first lose. But don't the, you have to do like wacky like shoots and stuff? Like okay, yeah, you but, have like someone goes first, <laughs> and you have to match their shot. Like I'm gonna like shoot behind my back, and you got to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like you know uh, squeeze my balls. And the throw real those. Alpha Chad maneuver was spelling whore and then quitting. <laughs> That's what I would do. Damn, I kind of want to play some basketball. Yeah, this movie makes it look cool, and we should say like Snake does succeed. Of course, he gets ten. <laughs> no, points. he gets shot to death. He gets ten points. However, unbelievably. He made every single, Kurt Russell made every single one of these shots. Well, that doesn't sound impressive. One of them is from all the way across this court in one shot. Yeah. And it's not like that TikTok bullshit where like there's somebody above the basket dropping no. the ball. In. No, they show the whole thing because it's a wide shot. Yeah. Kurt Russell trained to make every shot. He's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really do this. And he fucking makes them all. Yeah, but like it probably took like a day or two. Or two. I mean, yes, he trained. Like they were all like just waiting for him to make the basket. <laughs> it's fine. It still looks cool. It's worth it though because like it, it feels real and like uh-huh. you know it's real yes. and like that. That's the important thing about real stunts. Not that they look real. It's that like that the people doing them are having to train and try. Yes, and you can see it on their face and yes. in their body language. It's like when when uh, um, Spider-Man caught all the items on the, yeah. the tray uh-huh. or when Tom Hanks, you know, flies a helicopter and does all <laughs> Tom the Tom wi- Cruise. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks, he stole a helicopter in the terminal. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. He, he flew the plane into the. Into oh, the, Captain the, Phillips. Yeah, into the river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really did. Okay, into yeah. the Hudson. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Uh, no, I'm talking always about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. Flying the helicopter, the jets and Top Gun. Like, it's better when it's real. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is way better. It's, I will take Kurt Russell shooting basketball hoops over the fucking Ant-Man Quantumania action any day. Yeah, of course. Every single day. Yeah, there's even green screen in this movie, but I don't care. No, because right. it's also compared with practical shots and matte paintings. Yeah, it's whatever looks the coolest. Yeah, and this movie does that. Yep. So he makes the shot. He makes the shot. The crowd starts chanting snake. Corvo Jones is like, ah, shit. Well, I'll kill him anyway. And he starts shooting at yep. him. Uh, Utopia, importantly, says no. He won. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. And he's like, I can do whatever I want. I'm Corvo Jones. Right. <laughs> Fuck you. you. You're wearing a jacket of my face. You think yeah. I can't just do what I want? Exactly. But Utopia knocks him down. Could you imagine so- giving someone a jacket with your face on it? I mean... <laughs> We've sold shirts with our faces on it. Oh. So, yeah, kind of. What about a jacket? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, we should make the drive jacket, but it's our face. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't. Snake Snake gets away. He just yeah. runs off. <laughs> he runs away. And, like, you know, he's hiding around, like, the parking lot. Uh-huh. He does the classic maneuver of putting an oiled rag into a gas tank. Yeah. Cuervo Jones, like pushes utopia into the car and one of the weirdest lines of the movie he goes if i'm being too rough with you just let me know please and i'm like what it's to show that he's like a a, a, a jokey bad guy he's I like guess. oh i'm so sorry princess i i it's just weird it's a weird choice like honestly they should have not hired that guy <laughs> no it should have been an isaac hayes kind of guy it really it really should have yes um 
Anyways. Snake blows up some cars. He grabs the box. Yeah, he grabs the box. Mission complete. Yeah. He starts walking off into the sewers. Yeah, he runs down the sewers. Utopia follows him. And, and, and she's, she's like, like, can I go with you? Like, I don't like this anymore. I fucked up. This whole place is a nightmare. was a killer. It's worse than my father. I want to go back with you. The, the point here is to be that, like, oh, like, the uh, idealistic youth has made a mistake and yes. has gotten too deep. Yeah. Right? Because she, she believed it, it, you know, like, <laughs> she believed she, it would be nice and she, it wasn't nice. Yeah, it was no good. Right. Uh, map to the stars. Eddie shows up. and He's like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Uh, blam. <laughs> he sh- OK, so we should get into our theory about yep. map to the stars. Eddie, he's right. the hero. Well, he's not the hero. He's not the hero, but he is the villain more so than Cuervo Jones. Yes. Right. Because map to the stars. Eddie shoots Snake Plissken. The yep. only per- well, okay, the second person to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he-, he gets shot and escaped from New York in the same leg in the same leg. But. This is the second time he shot Snake. Yeah. He, he hit him with the fun gun. Uh-huh. Right? And now he shot him and, and, like, knocked him into the sewer. Yeah, he knocks, he gets he the knocks black... Snake down a storm drain. He grabs the box. He grabs Utopia. Right. He's the most effective snake-stopping machine, a.k.a. a mongoose. A mongoose, yeah. A mongoose to the stars, Eddie. Right. And so you got to wonder, like, the movie is saying something about agents, right? Yeah, because he keeps saying, I'm his agent. I'm Cuervo's agents. I could have been your agent. Right, I'm here to represent you. I'm here yep. to help you. Yes. Right? And that's why Snake keeps on getting fucked over is because trust. He lets yeah. his guard down yeah. around Map to the Stars Eddie because he keeps on giving him a chance. Yes. Because the agent is very slick. Yeah. Smooth. He's like, oh, no, I can help you. Like, my loyalty means nothing. I think he even says that at one point. He's like, my loyalty <laughs> means nothing. Right. He, he knows what he says. Like, listen, you can't trust me, but you can use me yeah. to your benefit. Uh-huh. And that's when he strikes. <laughs> and man, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but also like that. Those are the people you shouldn't trust, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can't trust agents. Don't trust agents. They, no. they just want something from you. <laughs> and so he comes back up out of the sewers. He's like, hey, Cuervo. I got you everything you wanted and more. Yeah. I killed Snake Plissken. I got your box. I even brought Utopia back. Right. Aren't I the best? And Cuervo's like, well, if you killed him, you should have no trouble finding his body. Right. You'll get it. He shits all over Map of the Stars Eddie. Yeah. And he's just like, come on, cut me some slack. Yeah. But like, why does he want Cuervo so badly? Oh, because like he can get like a, a he yeah. wants Minnesota or yeah, something. Wisconsin. <laughs> he wants Wisconsin. <laughs> he wants a cut. Yeah, right. Eddie. Eddie is trying to. F- Eddie follows whoever he thinks is going to be in charge. Yeah, but Eddie mostly just takes care of Eddie, and sure. I think Eddie. So to spoiler Snake, alert, has the best outcome out of all the characters in the movie. Mm, I think one has more. I don't think so. Let's let's talk about it. We'll get to it. But um, either either way, Eddie is now on another mission from Cuervo. Yes. Through threat of violence, yeah. you have to go find Snake's body. Go get Snake's body. And he's he, like, whatever. Uh, Snake washes out into, I don't know, some L.A. street. I, you know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing that it's like the, um, you know, from Terminator 2, the, like, dry riverbed. Oh, the L.A. River? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I know it's a famous street. I just can't remember which one it is in Hollywood. doesn't matter. He runs into Pipeline, Peter Fonda. <laughs> I forgot his name was Pipeline. <laughs> And he's like, oh, Snake, what's happening, man? Snake's limping. And he's like, stay right here, man. I'm ready for the big wave. It's going to be some eternal one. Take me there. What? 
Take me. You're not doing so well, Snake. You need help. Here. Here, hold on. Ah! Who shot you? Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're... You should talk to Hershey. She hates Cuervo. Big time. They used to be partners and they split up. Who? Hershey. She lives downtown in the big boat, down that way. She hangs with Saigon Shadow. Man, they don't take shit from nobody. Tsunami snake. Tsunami. Yeah, Pipeline is just a cool dude. He just wants to surf and he likes snake. Yeah. Good, good, good in my the book. The opposite of Map to the Stars, Eddie. Exactly. He's only looking out for the big waves. And he's effective at healing snake. Yes. Right? So you that, that's what you do, right? With somebody <laughs> shot, you wrap a tourniquet around their leg and immediately force them to surf? Essentially, yes. Okay. <laughs> What we do at the hospital. It's called, it's called physical therapy, right? You yes. walk up and down the halls. Yes. Or Physiotherapy. <laughs> hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy, yeah. right? Uh, so. He says, I, my, oh, grab my board. A big wave's coming. And he, he lays out the rules of surfing. Don't get on the board until you're at the top. And whatever you do, don't wipe out, man, because it's the big one. <laughs> the two rules of surfing yes. have been laid out. And. What happens, I think, is my favorite scene of all in all notorious. cinema. Notorious. This is notorious. I love it, though. It's honestly like. I can't think of a better scene. It's memorable. Like the shot. Can you name one? Uh, the scene in Robocop where he shoots the warehouse full of drug dealers. All right. I mean, it's cool. Like, I don't want to place it above or below another scene because it is such a it's heads and shoulders of like above most i would say all of marvel it's unique yeah. it's unique and distinct and it's the kind of action that is pure and pure of heart yes right because and completely sincere it it sounds like it came out of a junior high student and i think <laughs> that's kind of the best kind of action yes right where it's just like what's the fucking coolest shit that could happen right now and the answer is a big waves comes down like yes. a channel mm -hmm. snake plissken a man with an eye patch and a bunch of guns <laughs> and the Peter Fonda get onto their boards and start surfing. They surf the tsunami through the streets of LA. Right. And they encounter Matt to the stars. Eddie. Yeah. Matt to the stars. Eddie is driving near the wave. He looks behind him and sees snake Pliskin and does a double take. <laughs> does a double take snake sees him. Right. Focuses yep. in on, we get this nice shot of like snakes eyes seeing his, his, uh -huh. his, his yep. prey. Right. And Peter Fonda looks at him and he's like, yeah, go yeah. get him. And they do a high five. They high five on the wave. Actually, correction, low five. They, yeah. <laughs> they do a low five. They do a like, low five. And he's like, take it easy, Snake. <laughs> <laughs> and Snake surfs off to the side, jumps onto this Corvette, and like <laughs> rides out. Like, and, and we get it go immediately into a car chase. Yes. Where he's beating the piss out of Map to the Stars, Eddie. Yep, just like pounds his head into the steering wheel until yep. like he's just he's done. He's he like, oh, up. don't hit me. I'm just a little guy. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. You can't hit a little guy. Right. And you're like, are you going to kill me? And what happens is, is that he used Map to the Star Eddie to go find Hershey. Yeah, Hershey. Right? Hershey. Hershey. We've, we've heard about Hershey before. Hershey's been mentioned. Yes. Hershey hates Cuervo. Yeah. Map to the Star Eddie is like. I'll just take you to Hershey. An enemy of Cuervo is a friend to Hershey. Right. 
And and the Hershey lives in like not the Queen Mary. Is it the Queen Mary? I don't know. Some big hotel, some nice hotel. It's it's no, it's not a hotel. I yeah, I it's know. a boat. It's yeah. it's the boat that um gets brought up in like Arrested Development. Okay, yeah. I it is that. that. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Big boat. But Map to the Stars Eddie says, We're going into a real weird place with some real freaky shit. Let me do the talking. <laughs> I mean I, I love that he has to preface this next bit with we're going to see some freaky shit now. Prepare yourself. I would trust him to do the talking over Snake. <laughs> I don't think Snake is a negotiator. I would disagree because <laughs> the next scene, we get the most Snake talking in the whole movie, and it's so good. We we get the only back and forth dialogue between Snake and another character. Yeah, Hershey. So they go into this place, and Map to the Stars is like, hey, Hershey, uh, I got Snake Plissken here. We're looking for Cuervo. and Hershey, played by Pam Greer, with yep. a deep man voice, start does her little speech. Snake, his ears perk up. He opens his eye wide and he goes, I know that voice. You're Carjack Malone. <laughs> now, okay, I have, I have so many <laughs> thoughts about Carjack Malone. So do I. Right. So first off, we should mention that you know, like Carjack Malone is no longer Carjack Malone. Snake do better. Yes. Well, I mean, Snake does do better almost immediately. What does he say? So Carjack Malone was one of Snake's accomplices in Cincinnati when Carjack Malone was a man. Okay. But now Carjack Malone is a woman named Hershey Las Palmas. Okay. And she says, I'm not Carjack Malone anymore. I'm Hershey Las Palmas, the hottest piece of ass in L.A. or whatever. Hershey, you were in Cleveland? Oh, yeah. With me in Texas, Mike O'Shea, except you looked a little different in those days, Carjack. You get one thing straight, Plissken. I'm no longer Carjack Malone. I appreciate us promise the most drop-dead to die for number you ever laid that one eye. I don't give a fuck what you are. I want to know what the hell happened to you and Cleveland. I was far away on urgent business. I got caught. You didn't. Snake walks over to her, and he goes, I don't give a fuck what you are. <laughs> you left me. You betrayed me. And, like, I think this is a great piece of nuance, right? Because... You know, you can you can escape your past gender. Yep. Right. You cannot escape your past grievances, especially in crimes. Yeah. <laughs> there is honor among thieves and Hershey had no honor. Yeah. But I mean, her, I don't think Hershey did anything wrong because Hershey says I got caught and you didn't. Right. Like, I, well, like, what was the deal? Like, she sold out Snake because... Like Snake was like the one that got away, and that went eventually led to like Snake's capture. Yes, was like, that that was the deal because yeah. she she struck a deal, but and she got she, sent over anyways. Yeah, she's like, and I have been here for five years anyway. It's done. Fuck you. We both got screwed. <laughs> yeah, and Snake immediately goes, huh, and reaches between her legs to feel her dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not, a, not he, her dick. He run. He sensuously runs his hand up her thigh. Are you telling me this is not a sexual scene? No, it's very sexual. He runs his hand up her thigh and he does like a grabbing motion. Right. And he pulls a gun out, holds it up to her head. And he says, oh, I see you're still packing a little gun between your legs. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. How? So like sexual tension. There's sexual tension between Snake and Hershey. So we, we got to talk about the name Hershey. I mean, yes, uh, Pam Greer, black woman, okay. one of the finest actresses on the planet. Right. It starred in Tarantino's best movie. Yeah, that, that, that was the first thing that, that kind of jumps out. I was like, oh, is it a black thing? 
Right. No, because it's spelled H-E-R-S-H-E. It's her, she. Her, she. Like, there's a hidden slash in there. And to map to the stars that he's credit, he does call her her, she. <laughs> and I, I put something else together, too. What? So, Car Jack Malone. Mm-hmm. Do you think his first name was Jack before and his last name was Malone? So, they just called him Car? Car Jack Malone? Car Jack Malone. <laughs> <laughs> No, I th- there's I think, a lot going on. No, here. I th- I think when she was car Jack Malone, she was probably like the driver. She jacked cars because oh, no. they because they were in Cincinnati with Texas Mike O'Shea, <laughs> which sounds a little something like this. No, hoity toity toy, hoity toity toy, partner. <laughs> I'm Texas. I'm Texas Mike O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, it's fine. The Irish, they, they deserve our bashing. They do. Texans as well, for the most part. Pretty much everybody that's not us. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> but no, we get... But like, uh, yeah, I, I love that history. And like, you, we don't need to know all the history between them, That just that there is. No, and honestly, I would classify this in a similar vein that I do to say Dog Day Afternoon. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like, the whole point of that movie was Al Pacino was robbing a bank to get money for his trans girl's, like, sexual reassignment <laughs> surgery. Like, you can tell when writers care about the characters they're writing about. Yeah. And I think there was care taken in writing Hershey. Yeah. Hershey is never, ever played for jokes. And neither, like, there's no gay panic. There's no trans panic. It's just snakes like you're a fucking bitch. Yeah, it, but I, I wouldn't exactly say it's uh, like explicitly pro either. It's neutral, right? I, I mean, mean, I mean, neutral is it's, it's it's like neutral is is far and away the best thing to come out of the nineties. Yes, and <laughs> and honestly, she's the second most badass of the good characters in the movie. Because, right, like. Hershey fucking rules. In yeah, this movie. Her, her, Hershey fucking rules. She's like the leader that's not Cuervo leading the good guys. Yeah, the Saigon Shadows. <laughs> yeah. And, and the coolest part about here is that, you know, um, there's a little bit of negotiation about mm-hmm. the deal, right? Because Snake yeah. needs to go to the happy palace at the yeah, happy place by the sea. They're heading to the happy kingdom. Right. Um, and so we in the background, we see uh, um, uh, Hershey's gang. Yeah. Right. Uh, Al Leong is there. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend. We love Al Leong. That guy is. I hope I hope we see him again in a Bruce Campbell movie. We're I mean, going to. We have to. Right. So if you don't know who Al Leong is, um, look up his daughter's wedding. Uh, no, his invitation. wedding. It's his wedding. It's his wedding? It's his wedding. Okay, his wedding, <laughs> wedding invitation. Uh, let, me, let me just explain it. Al Leong is a very, like, distinct-looking Asian stuntman who's known for, like, doing Cool stunts and dying in action movies. Yes. If you've seen action movies between the 80s and 90s, Al Leong's in it and he's died. He's been shot. Yes. Yeah. And they, they, to announce his wedding in the 80s, they posted a picture of him looking like a deranged killer. And it says, how would you feel if this man was marrying your daughter? Well, he's not. He's marrying our daughter. Come to this <laughs> wedding this time. It's so cool. Honestly, he seems like a rad dude, and I want to have drinks more than with him more than anyone, yeah. more than Kurt Russell. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt Russell's kind of right wing. It's fine. Oh well, dang. I mean, in the same way, all <laughs> middle aged boomer rich people are. Yeah, I suppose you know Bruce is kind of too. Probably. Well, he's more on the liberal end. Yeah, he lives in fucking Oregon. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it's rural Oregon, so... Uh, yeah, we'll find out more about his politics when we get to his book. Yeah, about <laughs> politics. <laughs> God. Um, anywho, yeah. um, they strike a deal. Hershey yeah. says, like, okay, fine. I'll take a million dollars in bluebacks, not greenbacks. <laughs> yeah, I got 10 million greenbacks. Snake's like, bluebacks. <laughs> bluebacks. They've offered me a million bluebacks to whoever helps me. Also, there's going to be a bulletproof helicopter, and Hershey's like, all right, I'm in. Sold. <laughs> That's what will do it. I <laughs> don't need will the go wrong. <laughs> Give me the helicopter. Right, but they, you know, like, they, they can still fly, though. Flying isn't the problem because... There's the night wind. The sand, like, I forget what they call it. I'll, I'll insert the clip here. It's because the it's night wind. They call it the night wind. No, use the air. They're burning. The Santa Ana's. The night wind. What are you talking about? Death from above. Death from above. <laughs> and like the, the way the Saigon shadow guys introduce it, it's just like, it's like spirits are lifting them up. Yes. And the guy who introduces it, who calls it death from above the night wind. Mm -hmm. Look, he kind of looks like it's beaten him down. He kind of looks a little scared. Like it's this myth, this mythical thing. It's, do you it's, know what the night wind is though? It's the, the, the thermals yes. from the burning Hollywood sign. We know thermals. We love thermals. <laughs> we love them here on this podcast. Um, and this, like, so the burning Hollywood sign is what's causing them to lift above <laughs> yeah. LA to fly to Disneyland. Yeah, they, <laughs> they fly above the Hollywood sign on hang gliders to Disneyland. Uh, everyone we couldn't write anything this stupid or this cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the pure action violence of like a, a, a junior high student, yeah. right? Cause it feels like a junior high student wrote this, yeah. but like, again, it's, it's pure. I love it. Yeah. Nothing is cooler. And it's. It's not winking. Like, they're not saying, oh, no. this is stupid. It's like, yeah, let's fucking go. Right. Like, you know, uh, uh, Map to the Stars, Eddie, he can't handle it. He's like, well, yeah, he's like, ah. <laughs> right. He's but like, Pam Greer, Hershey looks fucking sick. Kurt yep. Russell looks sick. Like, to John Carpenter's credit, he knew he had to have Kurt Russell and Pam Greer flying around on hang gliders shooting guns. And here's where, like, goods. Good green screen versus versus bad green screen. Mm -hmm. Right. Good green screen is that they're actually on like a mechanism. Yep. They know the situation. They 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 get a sense of the space. Mm -hmm. Right. And they want to do it. Yeah. Kurt Russell wants to hang uh, like fly around on hang gliders. He yep. gets the presence of it. Uh huh. Right. And it's not like they're fucking like putting in CG hang gliders. No. No. They're on hang gliders. They're on hang gliders because it looks cooler. Yeah. Right. Like. Actors need to have things to act to yes. and act of. Otherwise, they can't act. Yes. Man, it's going to be so good when we have nothing but CG background people forever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I kind of like six-fingered man. <laughs> you know? He, he killed Enrique Montoya's father, so like... <laughs> yeah. They, they remake the Christmas Carol. Child, what day is it? And a kid with 90 teeth says, It's Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, AI, it's great. Yeah, fuck it. It's good for writing like cover letters and stuff. Yeah. Right? Doesn't matter. Or apologies if you're the blue sky devs. Oh, <laughs> well, they didn't do that though. <laughs> they could have. Whatever. Stop. They fly to Disneyland. They they fly to Disneyland. Death from above. They're shooting. Uh yeah, like what's great is like when they fly towards Disneyland, there's like um like guns firing off in the middle of Disneyland because they're shooting their guns up in the air. Yeah, they're happy because it's like, Ooh, we're about to take over the world. Yeah, the invasion is happening, right? Yes. Like, it's the beachhead into America mm -hmm. because the Cuban army and the Mexican army are marching, are, are like, you know, uh, uh, on their way towards America, the invasion yep. force. 
Anyways, like, so they're, they're shooting up in the air, and yep. it's like this really cool scene. There's like the Hollywood spotlights, uh-huh. um, and, and Cuervo's in the middle, and he gives like a, hey, we're going to war. We're getting off this fucking yeah. island. It sucks We're going to destroy the American imperialist pig dogs. Yeah. Um, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a good time. Right. And then, like, bombs start yeah, going off. Yeah, death from above. They come death, down, they're death. shooting. They're, they're, yeah, they're shooting from hang gliders, which yep. I imagine is hard to do. It looks so cool. Because they're actually firing guns from a hang glider. The coolest one, though, I think is actually Al Jiang. Yeah. Because he's, like, flying around. He doesn't have a gun. Instead, he's, like, throwing bombs down on people. And (laughs) it's, like, you can see him, like, reaching into his pocket, pulling out bombs, and then explosions (laughs) happening right where he drops the bombs. Uh, Yeah, it it fucking rules. Because, like, it's you know what it it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, in Mad Max, the gyrocopter pilots. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Where it's just, like... This scene is ridiculous, and I love it. Uh huh. And hard, hard to describe. Honestly, like watch this fucking movie. It's so good. I mean, this is just an action scene. We don't need to go plot for plot. No. They, Snake and his team get the helicopter. They grab Utopia. And after the stars, Eddie does a swap with the things. Like he swaps the like power button, the EMP well, button. Yeah. So they're yeah inside the the controllers are like little discs. Yes. Right. And so mm-hmm. he swaps the discs. Yeah. Right. They go get the helicopter. Snake kills the guy who stole his jacket, and he's like, I'll take my jacket back now, asshole. <laughs> he liked the jacket. He did. That was, he got was, his jacket back. That was the one thing he liked out of the entire outfit. And he gets it back. They, Snake, Utopia, the black box. I mean, like the MacGuffin, yeah. not Pam Greer. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, she's so hot. Pam Greer's so hot. Uh, yeah. Is it a Jackie Brown thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's Pam Grier. She's Foxy you're, you're, Brown. She's you're, hot. You're right. You're right. Like one of the hottest women ever to live. Doesn't yeah. matter. So so they all climb into the helicopter. Yeah. Hershey, right? Snake, Utopia, Al Jung. Eddie. Eddie's there. They, yep. They all like clown car their way into this helicopter. <laughs> and it's a bulletproof helicopter so they can get away. Right. And they start flying off. A guy tries to tie a car to the helicopter. It they shoot it off. Yeah, it doesn't work. That's when Eddie peeks out the window and sees Cuervo pull out a rocket launcher. So Eddie shoots Cuervo. Right. Eddie's Eddie, the one. Eddie kills Cuervo, but not before Cuervo can shoot a missile off. And Eddie, being Eddie, jumps out of the helicopter. Smart move. Yeah. Because, be- like, everyone else in the backseat, Hershey, her yeah. two goons, they all get vaporized. I, I love it, too, because it's such a footnote, right? They just go, ah, and then they're gone. <laughs> and Eddie jumps to the ground. He's like, hey, Snake, come back. Wait for me. Oh, shucks. Hey! They get back here, Fleskin! So Snake and Utopia are flying back. Snake's like, here, cover in this, like, hide. And he secretly puts a remote mm-hmm. in Utopia's pocket. Right. He says... Jump off here and head for the tree line. Like he's being a good guy. Yes. Right? He wants to help Utopia because he yes. cares about he, Utopia. He does. He was told to Wait. kill her. He doesn't. Are you saying he actually does care for Utopia? I think he doesn't. Yeah, I think so. I think that he uses Utopia for things to happen later. And like it. I think it's both because he could have killed her easily. He, he doesn't want to kill Utopia in the same way he doesn't want to kill people in general yes. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's probably got the no women, no children thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He crashes the helicopter, but, you know, he survives. Yeah, he's in his flame retardant gear. That's right. He runs out and he's like, 
give me give me the vaccine i need the vax vax me yeah va- <laughs> juice me up and the president's like ha, 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 ha. the vaccine does nothing yes the vaccine is <laughs> fake oh also by the way plutoxin was just the flu we gave you the flu yeah you got the flu yeah we we manipulated you you're kind of stupid but gotcha we got you yeah (laughs) any last words gotcha (laughs) it's funny if you think about it yeah snake and that's and they calm dumb some more they like pass dummy he's like you're dumb they laugh at him like look at the dumb goon i told you he was dumb you took the fake hot shot Fritoxin seven is a fast hard-hitting case of the flu And Snake's like, you want the remote? And it's like, go get the remote. But then they pull Utopia in. They, they find Utopia. They find Utopia, and they're like, oh, she has the real remote. Yeah, because, you know, Stacey Keach is no, like, he knows Snake's games. He's yes. like, oh, you tried to, like, send her off. Yes. You have a fake one. She has the real one. Yep. And so. The president's the- like, all right, we have to stop. I want you to execute. Take my daughter to the electrocution chamber. Yep. I'm going to stop Cuba. I'm going to destroy Cuba and Mexico. What? Is, like he says a line right before he sends his daughter off to the electrocution chair. Uh, yeah. Electric chair. That's he what says, called. "Get her out of here, Daddy." Take her to the chair. He so loved his country, he gave his only seditious child. It's, it's, a, it's a line that feels real. Yeah. Like, I feel that if Biden had enough pressure, he would say the same thing of Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is Huntress Biden. Like, <laughs> she went up, stirred all the shit, and now... Mm. And, like, p- part of this movie, it, like, again, like you pointed out, like, it's so it's clever satire that everything in it even though it's a futuristic dystopia feels like it could happen in some way. Cause it kind of like, it kind of is. And I hate to be like, we live in a society kind of guy, but we're we're watching this shit happen. Like he predicted it, a countrywide police state that controls everything that kills people for moral crime. Right. Like, the next president that I'm worried about is the religious president. Yes. Cause they're, they're coming. Well, I mean, Bush, right. Did you hear about the the Bush Gog Magog thing? Yes, I did. Yeah. (laughs) But like, the, the the one that's gonna be upfront about it, yes. right? The, the actual Pat Robinson. <laughs> yeah, they're they're coming. Rest in piss, by the way. Yeah, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> he died recently. S- sucking dick in hell. Uh, see you in hell. My dog's gonna get my old dog is gonna get for, you for, from heaven. We'll yep. we'll be in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, my last dog Nepal, I sent to hell to chase all the ghouls. <laughs> yeah, and also so it, Nancy it, Reagan could suck my dog's dick. Yep, yeah, th- throw coat. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, Stacy Keach makes fun of snakes like you're getting predictable in your old age, man. Again, they have to rag him for being past his prime. But like snake is cool. He says, guess so. Yeah. Got to smoke. <laughs> and that's because he all he wants is a fucking cigarette. He just wants to smoke. And Stacy Keach dunks on him when he's down already. He's like, sorry, snake. There's no smoking in America. Yeah, There's no smoking in America. No smoking, no drugs, no women unless you're married. No red meat. Like land of the free indeed. Yeah. And the president's like, all right, we're going to get on TV. I'm going to show the world me shutting them down. I now render this final solution. And when you put big silver eagles all over your police and you say, I now render this final solution. It's good. Yeah. Like it, it's obvious. If you don't catch it, then you're the problem. Yes. 
Yes. Um, and he, he hits play on the on the on the doomsday button and yep. it starts playing map to the stars. Eddie's uh, um, map to the stars. Last thing you hear is a, a, a I love L.A. He loves it. <laughs> he doesn't love it. He no. hates it. Actually, he's like fucking shoot yeah. Snake Plissken. Kill Snake Plissken right now and bring me the real remote. And so the goons turn on him and they shoot. Yep. Goes right through him. Goes right through him. He's, a, he's the ghost of America's past. <laughs> and the ghost of its future. The future is now. The future is now. <laughs> That's right. Stacy Keach walks up, puts his hand through him. He's not even here. He's a hologram. Catches on quick, doesn't she? Snake used the hologram. That thing that they mentioned at the beginning. That thing. <laughs> Remember the thing? I love when things come back. I love recognizing things. Here's the thing. People make fun of this movie's plot. It's basic storytelling. You should do it. We should see it more often. God damn it. Yes. And <laughs> the movie does not pussyfoot its ending because they're like, okay, fine, Snake. He's at least half a mile away. But Snake pulls out the remote, yeah, he's which got, we, he's, we now know is the real remote. He's got the real remote. And this president's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to side with the third world country? Are you going to side with your America? And Snake's like. Shut down the third world. They lose, you win. Shut down America. You lose, they win. The more things change, the more they stay the same. So what are you going to do? Disappear. He's entered the world code. No target code. Sir, that'll shut down the entire planet. I told you you'd better hope I didn't make it back. He enters the world code 666 and EMPs the entire planet. Right. Turns off every single electronic device, every battery, every, every single, every pacemaker. Like he killed a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. They have weak hearts and they should die. <laughs> yeah. If your, your heart doesn't work. Good. So, sorry. That's, that's the libertarian one. He's, he's the anarchist one. Yeah. He, you can do what you want, including die. <laughs> yeah. He shuts down the, like the booming John Carpenter rock synth score, the snake theme. Like it's like this awesome like wild west theme yeah like it's cool and like you see like the glowing lights turn off all the power saving utopia yeah. from the electric and she's chair like he did it he shut down the world the hologram disappears all the lights turn off the president's standing there in the dark cuts to where snake really is he like taps the hologram it doesn't work he walks over he reaches down to the ground he picks up a pack of cigarettes American spirits. Yeah. Lights his match. Finally uses his match. He uses the match. He lights his cigarette, takes a big drag of the cigarette, turns his head, stares directly into the camera, and tilts his head like he knows you're watching him. Like he's looking at you. He's looking at you. Right. When they cut to black, the music starts to boom, and Kurt Russell says, Welcome to the human race. <laughs> Welcome to the human race. End of movie. Blast a new metal. Bla it's a fucking white zombie song. <laughs> and fuck.
fuck, man. It's a good ending. Yeah, like the I remember this when I was a kid and I was thinking it was a fucking rad ending. I, so I saw this when I was super young. Yeah. Like I saw it late at night on TV when it would come on Fox or whatever. Yeah. And I remembered this ending my entire life. Yep. I thought this was the ending of Escape from New York because everyone would always say, oh, Escape from New York is so good. It fucking rocks. Right. New York is nothing compared to this ending because Snake, like, the implications of this ending is he thrusts the world into complete anarchy because they're all a bunch of assholes. And it's hard. Because, well, it's not hard. It's easy, right? Yeah. I would press the button. Yeah. Like, okay, Tyler, you, you have the remote. You press the button? Yes. Right? 100%. Because the decision he made was that, like, actually, we should actually just go back a couple of centuries. Yeah. We, we fucked up. Yeah, because Stacey Keach even says, if you do this, you're going to undo 500 years of human culture, technology, and art. And Snake's like, fuck you. Well, no, it's not fuck you. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. what I want. We should do that. <laughs> we should do that. I like, want that. When you look... I mean, yeah, of course it hit the button because you're going to do a lot of harm at once or you're going to do even more harm over a long period of time. Right. It's, it's also not a happy ending. It's here to illustrate a point, which is that we have fucked up as a society <laughs> and we will continue to fuck up as a society and maybe we should stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should all just smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should all just have a fucking cigarette, okay? Just sit, sit down, have a cigarette, and stop getting in other people's faces and trying to solve their problems. Or stop pushing people around. <laughs> like, stop using people to solve your problems. Right. It's an anarchist movie. Very much so. It's The politics of this movie, I know it was trying to be, like, edgy, liber edgy libertarian, kind of leave me alone, but this is an anarchist masterpiece. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's a convincing argument almost, right? Where yeah. it's just like, you know, S Snake didn't want to be here. No. He didn't want to do any of this. He's not a hero. And when you send not a hero to do heroic things, they're going to do what they want. Yes. <laughs> he did exactly what he, well, he didn't do what he wanted. He was pushed. <laughs> like, I mean, it was like, yeah, he was pushed, but like, And you when know. he finally had control, he said, fuck you to all the people who pushed him. Right. Which you, you sh should hope I, like... Yeah, he said, I, you better hope I don't come back alive. Right. I told you what I was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, why did I sting you? I'm a scorpion. It's my nature. Why did I sting you? Because I told you I'm going to fucking sting you if I come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. We So we were originally going to do this movie a few weeks ago. Yeah. But we had to postpone because our guests kind of had some issues and then our guests couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. So we are cutting this one pretty close to the wire. Yeah. We've seen this movie, what, four times? We've seen, yeah, like, yes. We watched Escape from New York. We watched this probably four, four or five times. Were you bored? Not once. I wasn't bored once watching them anytime in this movie. This is a five-star movie. It's, it's the equivalent of a Rocky Horror, where it's just <laughs> like, you know, you watch it and you just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Right? It's entertainment. Yes. Baby. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, the more I watched it and the more i thought about it because i couldn't stop thinking about it yeah because i was like oh this is the ultimate dumb guy movie and then i'm like no there's more going on under this meta textually about the filmmakers themselves about hollywood the agent being the most effective slime ball piece yeah. of shit he's effective gets, killer yeah who gets results also he's got the best ending because he lived he stayed in la where they had fires and infrastructure to live in anarchy they had the means to live without electricity. Yes. Yeah. That's what I meant by Eddie okay. having the okay. best ending. I can see that. 
I was I was thinking Snake because like you know he could survive. He yeah he he has his smokes and his matches and he's, he's good. He's an yeah he has his cigarette. <laughs> Whatever happens after that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the human race. Uh, but there's so much in here to think about to genuinely think about. Yeah, more and- so than Escape from New York. More so than Big Trouble in Little China. I love Big Trouble in Little I, China. I know. They're different movies. But there's so much meat in this for your brain when there shouldn't be. Yeah. Which I think that's what makes it a masterpiece because John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, Deborah Hill, they knew what they were doing when they were writing this. That's with like a lot of Carpenter movies where it entertains everybody, but there's a subsection of the audience where like this message is actually for you. Yes. And, you know, like you can you can watch it and say, like, oh, it's a dumb guy movie and still enjoy yourself. Or you could be a true dumb guy and really understand it at a better level, <laughs> yeah. which is that, like, um, don't let people tell you who you are. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> right? knows shit's fucked up. Everybody knows shit's fucked up. If they try to tell you you're fucked up shit, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and people will try to use you. Don't people, let them. Yeah. People will use you. Don't let them. Right. People will tell you too old. Don't let them tell you that. You should still love your trans friends. <laughs> That, that's right but also like you know if they screwed you over in a heist yeah like you know maybe they can burn in a, a helicopter fire <laughs> yes <laughs> that's not the message snake, <laughs> snake Plissken, secret trans ally we'd love to see it yeah he's not an ally of anybody <laughs> no <laughs> fine associate snake, strong snake, trans associate snake Plissken, trans collaborator <laughs> yes <laughs> jesus no this is there's a lot here and it doesn't get the credit it deserves. And I, I read an interview with John Carpenter about this movie. Yeah. He considers this one of his best movies. He should. He said he loves every single thing about it. And that's not true of all his movies. He said one of his favorite scenes he ever wrote or filmed was the surfing scene. He says he loves every bit of it. And the fact that there's sort of been a little renaissance of people appreciating this, he's like tickled pink. Well, because of this movie can't be made. Like no. that, that's how you can tell like you're watching a good movie when especially like a good movie of an a certain era mm-hmm. is when you know that they couldn't make this movie in this era, like yeah. in the current day, right? Like it, it's so unique and distinct. It's a beautiful piece of art and they can never do it again. Yeah. Right. It and is the Mona Lisa. <laughs> they wanted to remake Escape from New York. Fuck you. With Gerard Butler. No. You know what Kurt Russell said? What? He said, fuck you. I'm Snake Plissken. Because yeah. someone asked him in an interview, he's like, what do you think of Kurt Russell? Or what do you think of uh, Gerard Butler being Snake Plissken? And he said, fuck you, I'm I'm Snake Plissken. Because could you, could you even imagine? Kurt Russell wanted to play Snake again. He wanted to make this movie. This is a singular vision created by these three people, and it's fucking perfect. Right. The, there's only, That's why you remake Assault in Precinct 13. You, you do yeah, that one. exactly. Throw Ethan Hawke <laughs> and fucking Morpheus into the police station and just go. Yeah. Um, there's only one other Snake Plissken I will recognize, and that is David Hayter. Yeah, we do need to mention <laughs> that this movie is so like influential. It made Kojima hate who he is. I'm sorry, but it did. And it's wild. it's one of those movies where like you just want more from it. And, you know... I feel like you can even get like a couple extra movies out of it and it still would have been good. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, they, they toyed with the idea of snake escape from earth or escape right, like right. ghost from Mars was originally supposed to be escape from Mars. Right. But like, that's when, you know, like it's a good thing that you should just let it be is when you want more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Always leave them wanting more. Always. 
Um, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna end it there, I no, guess. No, I don't we know. We gotta talk about Bruce. Bruce, the Bruce of it all. Oh shit, the Bruce. Let's learn about the Bruce of it all. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> was was Bruce used well? I think so. Yeah, he was doing. This is not his movie. Well, yeah, he fits perfectly within it. There are different like flavors of Bruce Campbell movie, and we've talked about them, Mm -hmm. right? This movie, he was not here to take over a scene. Uh, He was he was here to make Kurt Russell look cool, and he does a fantastic job. That's right. He 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 uh, he uh, you know hands the ball to Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. Kurt Russell does a full court shot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. He's there to look menacing and weird. Uh, and then hand Kurt Russell a mouth dart. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's really good at being unsettling. You know, like uh, here, I think that it was one of the weaker scenes. To be honest, like I think that he did the best he could, but like you know, it, it's just to show Kurt Russell go on adventures before we get back to the main story. Yeah, it's world building. Like you got to know right. all the weird, fucked up facets of this movie. And we- to this movie's credit. That wasn't a 20-minute scene like nope. it would be in another movie. It was like one scene. Yeah, we don't need to know the backstory of the general, of the Surgeon General of Beverly Hills. We just know that he's a fucked-up, nasty man. Yeah, how did Indiana Jones get that whip? Doesn't matter. He how, he just wants your skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where did where did Ray find the crystals for her orange lightsaber or whatever? I don't know what Star Wars people like. Where, where, <laughs> where did they bury the Dial of Destiny? Where's Shia LaBeouf? Oh, he died. They kill him off screen in Vietnam. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Indiana Jones, there's a spoiler. Oops. Mutt is dead. Mutt is dead. Hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it's a short scene. He 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 does his thing, and then yeah. he leaves. And that's what you hire Bruce Campbell for. Yeah. You you hire Bruce Campbell to show up, be Bruce Campbell, and then leave. And I don't think there's a bad scene in this movie. No, I don't think so. I, like it, this I, might be the best movie apart from Evil Dead 2 that we've covered so far. I would say so. I, I think... I think Evil Dead 2 holds a near and dear place yeah. in my heart yeah. and does like, a lot of great things. Yeah, what we're watching, like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, this is watching Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. They're like, certain directors have their actors that they work very well with. Yeah. And this is just Carpenter and his Campbell. This is Carpenter and Kurt Russell. I would say it's almost a tie with Evil Dead, but here's the thing. Uh, it does not be Army of Darkness for me. No, Army of Darkness is... It's my favorite one of the three. You can't pick a favorite child. <laughs> yeah, you can. I don't care for Job. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> no, like, if you have not seen Escape from L.A., do it. Yeah. Uh, like, buy it. Yeah, it's. I bought it for six ninety nine. It's infinitely rewatchable. You mm-hmm. know, it's it, honestly, like, it's a comfort movie for me at this point. Yeah. I think that, like, it's just so dumb and cool man <laughs> yeah and that's what we're about here dumb and cool D- dumb and cool and um for all you who because actually we're quite warm it's warm in this room it is so hot um it's like midnight and still 90 degrees yeah oh you're, you're not gonna have another well, slug of nut milk warm nut milk are you serious it's colder than the room so maybe like room temperature nut milk would be better <laughs> so uh, i'm gonna end, end it out with drinking a swig of nut milk tyler take me away Ew, I'm watching it. Oh, God. We didn't even do the line of the show for the line of the movie. Oh, oh, oh shit. Uh, the, this bit we have to do. It's a bit. Um, Everything Kurt Russell says. No, I'm don't. partial to. It's got to be Dark Paradise. 
Dark Paradise. Yeah, it's Dark Paradise. Because I find myself walking around saying, Dark Paradise. <laughs> I. Yeah, it's Dark Paradise. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was thinking, uh, you slow down, dickhead. I'm the one like, I've thought when someone will tell me something to do at work, I've thought, no, you go help that patient to the toilet, dickhead. <laughs> I'm the one who's dying. <laughs> yeah, I've thought, how the way, no, it's Dark Paradise. There's no wrong choice. No, here. everything, I mean, sad story, gotta smoke. <laughs> God, like, but honestly, though, it might be welcome to the human race, too. <sighs> the future you, is now. You want, you decide which one's the line of the yeah, show. We it, can't, like, you can't pick a favorite kid. No, it's, we love them. Santa Ana's the night wind. <laughs>